Well, hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to today's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. And of course, I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And we started on time. We already have, oh my goodness, almost 100 people already here, which is crazy. We're only seconds into the show. Folks, this is going to be a great show. But you know what? Before we get into the topics, before we get into the intros, we have to start with a little bit of some sad news, folks. Uh, obviously, we're down two members, uh, but they will be returning next week. VJ had some family affairs, as well as you know him uh, um, as Archimedes, a.k.a. and formerly of Boxer Bear. He'll be returning uh, next week. And actually, Archimedes will be joining me tomorrow at noon while we cover live the xbox the idea at xbox show that's going to be happening at 12 p.m eastern standard time um but the sad news well what's the sad news well our very good brother the cog that keeps this show running each and every week zemi games has decided to take a contract with playstation nation delegation and mm -hmm. he is leaving the show to join uh, uh, Mr. Bad Bit and those folks, fo those fine folks at Sony. No, no, all, all jokes aside, he, yeah, he, he actually is going to be leaving the show, but he's only leaving this show. He will be reprising his COG uh, um, uh, format, if you will, on the Tuesday show. It's because he does have a lot of work that he is doing personally. Um, obviously, he's uh, he's running constantgamer.com, which is a lot of work. And uh, so obviously, you know, we're going to wish him well. We're going to miss him. So what we're going to do for future is we're not looking for a sixth. We are simply going to um, uh, leave that chair open to allow guests to join us on a weekly basis that love Xbox, that will have something important to say, because having seven people on, on any panel is usually very large. So we're going to keep the five, you know them well, and then we're going to leave that sixth rotating chair open for guests um so uh zemi uh obviously you know i know this is a sad day for sure but it's also one of triumph because what you're doing over a constant gamer is big uh you're seeing some big some big numbers over there um i was i was i'm happy to see you uh doing what you want to do and i think that you know the kind of journalism that you are doing over there is important to the industry and more importantly even so uh if you didn't know i did a review of the xbox wireless headset which is up now and uh, Zemi, uh, why don't you tell us what else you got going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, of course, like, you know, there's there's the YouTube stuff. Uh, you know, it's now Constant Gamer as well. You know, there's the website. I'm also doing some, you know, marketing work for, uh, you know, another company. Uh, but yeah, man, dude, it's it's you know, it's a sad thing leaving the uh, the Thursday show, man. I I feel like I've uh, I've been on here for. Uh, I mean, what, like probably a year. I mean, maybe easily, more than that, maybe dude. even more than that. Yeah. You know, I'm just happy that you're not replacing me. <laughs> I'm just happy that you're just leaving it open for guests and you're not replacing me. So that's, that's pretty nice. Uh, but no, I, I, I'll still be on the, on the Tuesday show, uh, which is, you know, um, still extremely exciting. I'll still, you know, be able to, uh, jump onto a panel with you once a week and, uh, talk about gaming stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, super uh, excited to be here for this show, for this last uh, Thursday show for me. Well, I'm not going to say last. I mean, I'll probably be back, you know, back on uh, at, you know, at some point, maybe to guest or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, super excited to be here. Let's uh, can't wait to get into the topics. 
Well, thanks so much for being here. And obviously, Mr. Badbit, uh, everyone thought that you stole uh, Zemi Games away from uh, the Xbox Nation to uh, join the delegation. Turns out I was lying. Welcome to the program. <laughs> what up? What up? And as sad as I am about Zemi leaving, and I truly am, I am even, my heart's filled with remorse today. Because you look at the gameplay we're looking here, okay? And as, as before we started the show, and still during, I'm looking at Titanfall art, you know, Titanfall cosplay and how cool this universe is in these huge mechs, right? We failed this game by not buying it. Yeah. We failed it. We failed it hard. So audience, I'm blaming you. This is your fault. I bought the game. I bought it. I supported it. I bought it too. Exactly. So audience, what what, what were you guys doing? What what, what were you thinking? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Listen, all I can say is that, um, the R301 Vin- is so cool. Sorry. <laughs> Vin- Vin- Vince Pella has uh, publicly said that he wants to continue the series. Yeah. Uh, he has big plans for it. Uh, they're going to do something soon. I think what threw That's everyone great. for a loop, so to speak, was how well Apex Legends did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Apex Legends is still continued to be a dominant force. Uh, it does take place in the Titanfall universe. It's just that my it's not my Titanfall. Um, I think that it's a fine game. It's just not for me because I don't like battle royales. I like games like this. I like games with story. I like games with a multiplayer. And uh, that's what you got with Titanfall 2. And you're going to see a lot of the gameplay because I've been playing it like a crack fiend. Um, but listen, let's continue with the introduction so we get right into this, uh, to the stories. Uh, 3-Bit, welcome to the program, brother. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. It's been a big week uh, for podcasts or Xbox. It's cool stuff. <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to these topics. And uh, Zemi, it's, it's sad to see you go, man, but uh, you, you always have a, a place on the Xbox factory. You're definitely the cog that keeps the show uh, running yeah. for sure. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, I'm doing good. <laughs> well, it's it's great it's great to have you here, and obviously, like I said, uh, you know, Zemi will be returning on Tuesdays uh, along with Pong Soul to you know to keep the Xbox Nation uh, fully covered, and uh, again, keeping the uh, sixth chair open for guests, uh, I think is super important. Uh, the the match that you see I'm playing right now, there is an MF by the you'll see is that he killed me about twenty times. I swear to God, I think he I think he literally was trying stalking me. Uh, I almost will file a file a police report. It's OX101. I mean, I don't know what th- th- what what this guy was using, but he was basically a superhero. It, and, and P.S. By the way, you'll see at the end of this, I get my revenge because I shoot him in his face, and then I <laughs> laugh at his slumped over body, um, which you will not hear because obviously uh, it's no sound. But um, yeah, look, you see, I'm doing massive damage here. This is this is fantastic. But listen, let, let's get into. Now this is a bites and bit. This 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 came across my desk early this morning, and uh, it's something that's very interesting. Something that I think you're going to find. Uh, some people will find it exciting. Some people will be like, "Oh yeah, just another controller." They they're launching two new controller colors, folks. Uh, and Zemi has a lot to say about it. I'm going to bring up on the screen for a second. I'm going to pause the footage so you don't miss, miss me shooting him in the face. Um, Zemi. Here are the two colors. This came across XboxWire.com, and I have the story in front of me, and I'm going to tell you the exact names of these. Uh, one is atrocious, and one is kind of cool looking. The Electric Volt uh, features a high-energy yellow resin not seen on Xbox hardware, but this is where I think 
good old Greeny had something to do with this. It's inspired by the energy and vibrance often found in athletic apparel and sneaker designs. Yeah, I know you had something to do with He loves sneakers. And then, of course, there is the Daystrike Camo Special Edition Controller. And that's obviously the third in the Camo series of controllers following uh, the uh, Arctic Camo and the Night Ops. So this is what they look like, folks. This is Zemi. You you had a lot to say about that yellowish green. That's that's you, not yellow. That's green. You, you feel like you're, you're like 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 somehow Xbox is trolling your eyesight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I feel like I I feel like if everyone says that that's yellow, like I need to go and and see a doctor or something because I, <laughs> I I'm apparently colorblind. Uh, because that is green to me. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but no, I I like the way that the controllers look. I you know I, I'm not gonna buy any of them uh, because there's not really anything super super special i mean of course you know there there are going to be plenty of uh, consumers out there that see that controller and they really really want to play on it and they're going to buy it and that's great uh, but for me you know i i'm you know the only way i'm probably going to go buy an extra controller is if there's like some real emotional impacts for me like if they made a uh controller with the n7 mass effect logo on it like i would probably buy that for sure if they made like an elder scrolls um you know, style controller, I would probably buy that because like there's a real collectible kind of, you know, emotional attachment there for me. Uh, but no, I think that the controllers look good. Um, it, it's not yellow. It's it's for sure green. But be- beyond that, they look cool. Okay. I mean, listen, again, just the bites and bits to open up kind of way for people to shuffle in. Uh, Joe, uh, you obviously are someone that appreciates a good con- a good colored controller. What, 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 do these screen to you? Don't buy me, please. Or are you running out to buy the new camo? Well, I posted something. It's a theory. It's maybe some would say a conspiracy, but I will say this. This morning I posted a tweet over at Mr. Badbit. Does this confirm that Xbox has bought Nintendo and that ARMS is going to be the premier fighter of <laughs> Xbox? A, I love it. That's great. Huh? That is uh-huh. great. That, you know, that the, you, you might be onto something. That That is deduction 101, folks. <laughs> and let me tell you something about ARMS. Eh... <laughs> Not the greatest game of all time, that's for sure. Let me tell you something. I, 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 but you know what's crazy about ARMS? Yeah. Try and buy it. It's, it costs you $70. God, oh, no thanks. So oh, yeah. I, I've made that mistake, and I won't make it again. But, uh, <laughs> ARMS, yeah. I'm sorry. Those controllers, though, like, okay, real talk. The ARMS color controller looks ugly. It's It looks like a highlighter. The camo one looks pretty cool, but... I'm kind of over the camo aesthetic. Like, uh, you know, I it's 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 all right. But I like that it's like it's like a red and like black and like a white like theme. It's cool. Like that's something different. Um, I just don't appreciate that Microsoft. They're like, yeah, we'll give you Game Pass for 15 bucks a month. It's gonna be the greatest service of all time. And then at the same exact time, every single month they somehow are trying to get sixty dollars out of me. You know, with these goddamn controllers that look so cool. So, you know, colors. Not for me this time around, but I'm still so tempted to pick up that red one. The red one is kind of cool, but you know what? I mean, again, I'm with Zemi. I I would love to see a Mass Effect themed one. You remember the Titanfall one? I still have that Titan the Mm -hmm. Titanfall controller. My God, I don't even use it. I'm afraid to break it. Uh, That's (laughs) it's in the box. Like I won't even touch it because it's one of my favorite controllers. And the first one, because I have this is now my second one. I wore the shit out. Like I wore it Mm. the hell out. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, again, who doesn't like choice? Yeah. Uh, obviously, contr- you know, color controllers, do do we need them? I mean, listen, right, like currently right now for series controllers, I have a black, I have a white, I have a matching Sonic blue and, of course, a Knuckles red. And I'm holding strong that they were they, once they uh, finalized the paperwork that they bought Sega, they give us, uh, 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 you know, a, uh, um, not a Knuckles because I already said Knuckles, yeah. a Tails orange. Yeah. Uh, that would be kind of dope. Um, and I have a Tails, uh, you know, uh, cable guy waiting to put that controller in its hand. So we'll see. But um, three bit, let's get your opinion on this. Not the biggest story of the, of the day as we wait for people to file in. But what are your thoughts on the controllers? Uh, are they do they scream by me or scream run away? I, I kind of like the lime neon one. And, and I, I think the camo one might look better in person, but I'm not feeling it <laughs> as okay. much. Um, I, I know they had like a Sonic Blue controller, right? That was a that was a thing. When yeah, the, the I, whole, I actually have them. That one's nice looking. That one I, I need to get. Um, but yeah, orange. I, I'm I want an orange one. I want Halo Infinite one. Yes. Like I know that's definitely gonna be a thing when Halo Infinite comes out. You you know they're gonna have like a console or or something. Uh, so I'm glad we had a delay because <laughs> there's yeah, no me way too. they're gonna have yeah. it uh, during that time. But yeah, uh, Lime one's pretty cool. I, I don't know. Uh, it's definitely not. I see battles in the comments, whether it's yellow or green. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I like it. I mean, no listen, matter it, if it's yellow or green, it's ugly. So, well, three bit, three. I mean, you're 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 like an artist, right? So, yeah, if yeah. anyone on this panel is going to know what color that is, it would be you. And and I think that you should finally break the debate. What color is that? <laughs> Can we pull it up? Yes, you know what? Hold on a second. Let me let me pause and I'm I'm gonna bring it up for you for 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 our uh, our viewing. Hold on, let me get to the brand. Here we go. Okay. That screams mellow yellow to me. Hmm. It's it's green. It's got to be green. Oh my god. It's (laughs) laurel. No, I actually really like it. I I think it'll like you know highlight my room or something. something. Well, I put it to this way: if you play at night. And Zemi doesn't play at night because he's terrified. Uh, that that could be your light at, in the darkness. You can you can see this. You, you wouldn't lose it. That's for sure. You would not lose it for sure. That that is absolutely correct. Um, but hey, listen, let's uh, let, let's move on to the next topic, folks. You know, for, you know what? Before I do, I gotta catch up with some of these outstanding super chats that have just come in. And we have one from the first one of the day comes to us from Psychonauts Eight, who I believe is re- the recent uh, addition to Mavs Fun Speculation uh, podcast yes, on Friday yes. evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which uh, obviously is going to be happening this week, and I'm going to be I'm going to be guesting in a couple of weeks for sure. Uh, it's just been difficult to try and get our schedules together, but yeah, definitely I'm going to be joining them uh, and uh, and and hearing what you guys have to say. Love that podcast. They just they just crossed 500 subs for Mav and Fun Speculation, and that's that's a big accomplishment, folks. Um, and I'm hoping we can get him to 1,000 subs uh, before uh, E3 2021. I think what they do over there is just fantastic work. And 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 three, but you're a part of that each and every yeah. week. Uh, and you guys, it's like a family affair. It's fun. It's no console war. Uh, the obviously uh, Lupa is coming back, which is great for you guys. And she's feeling better. Um, and um, Listen, uh, you know, again, if, if you haven't if you have not subscribed, 
to uh, fun speculation on YouTube and you are looking for, but he just stepped on my face, that, that, that neck. <laughs> uh, if that. you're looking for uh, a, a weekly Xbox show that does not, uh, you know, waste time with, uh, you know, shenanigans, uh, that actually talks about gaming, is excited to talk about Xbox gaming and doesn't use hate as its, um, you know, as its, uh, you know, clickbait core, definitely get over there and tell them, see, look, look, you see, OX101 shot in the face. That's what you get, OX101, <laughs> for killing me 20 times. I got my revenge, damn it. Um, but, yeah, so get over there and follow them. And, and obviously tell them Boomstick sent you for sure. But let's let's get into the second topic. Now, this one, this one is fun. This one is interesting. This one is going to have you thinking. Now, look, being a huge fighter of the fighting genre since the days of the NES and Genesis, not having an official fighting game on Xbox seems extremely disappointing. Knowing that Killer Instinct, the franchise that came back in a big way in 2013, has not gotten an official sequel. Folks, we are eight years reserved or removed from the release of Killer Instinct, which is still one of the best fighters uh, that you can currently play. And it's old as hell. Uh, just like Titanfall 2. Again, not because it's old, it's not good. It's because, you know, we need sequels for these games, more specifically uh, Titan, um, uh, Killer Instinct for sure. Now, there's going to be some people in the chat like, oh my God, boom, you're talking about this again. Why are we talking about fighters? Well, the reason why I want to bring this up is because Twitter member Mike Sperling, friend of the show, fan of the show, his Twitter handle is at MWS360Rocks. He posted something that I thought was insane. And I thought it was so insane that it was worthy of a 20-minute conversation on this particular show because we are an Xbox-centric program. And I'm going to bring up something that Mike posted, and I think that this project not only needs to get greenlit, not only does this need Phil Spencer's full attention I think that if you are in the same boat and camp that I am and you want to see a fighter like this, you're going to want to get onto Twitter and let people at Microsoft know. Let me get into my brand over here and bring this up. Look at what look at how amazing would this be if you saw this pull if you saw the Xbox All-Star Fighting, whatever you want to call it, make up a name. There's, there's, there's a million names you can come up with. L look at this roster. Of course, at the top of the the top header, it's Doom Slayer versus Master Chief. This is dope. Uh, I, whoever took the time to make this should definitely. Again, I don't know if it was Mike. Mike, if it was you, congratulations because this is great. But I mean, listen. Again, is this is is this going to happen? Probably not. We saw Sony take a chance with the fighting all stars back on the PlayStation Three, I believe it was. I thought it was an incredible game. It has a cult following. I'm almost disappointed that Sony wouldn't greenlight something like that. I think they have even better characters now, uh, so I think it could work. Um, I don't think that either Xbox or um, or PlayStation need to copy what Nintendo does with the world-famous Smash Brothers. I think they could logistically do their own thing because, and, and how I would like to see Xbox handle this is two ways. First, and the most important, is get in touch with Ed Boon and his NetherRealm and, and make a deal with WB and say, listen, we'll publish 
will pay for NetherRealm to make it. Here's a big, here's a here's a couple of trucks of money. WB, you guys need it over there. You got a lot of problems, so here's a couple of uh, bank trucks filled with money. Just take it, and let Ed Boon make a fighter uh, that is Xbox centric. Now he's already publicly said a couple of years ago that he would logistically stop making a Mortal Kombat to make a Killer Instinct. So why not give, let them come full circle and take the, all of these licensed IPs that Microsoft owns, and as you can see, there's a lot of them, and let, let someone like Ed Boon and NetherRealm go effing crazy on a new fighter. And of course, there would be some, uh, there would be obviously some uh, guest characters from Mortal Kombat in there. But I think that there, I think that Mike and the rest of the people that have been retweeting this and talking about this on Twitter are onto something. Zemi Games, let me ask your opinion. What are, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on this screen I got up here? Does the Xbox need its own fighter that's this, you know, packed with characters? And more importantly, would you like to see Ed Boon take the lead on this? Well, my first thought, and, and probably if we're going to all be honest here, the most uh, important thought is that Master Chief would absolutely just beat the Doom Slayer every single time. Like, I think you're going to be booed or you're going to you might be booed off hey, of this. Uh, <clears throat> off, off I, I can't help these things. OK, you know, John 117 is just a legend for life. Right. Um, but no, I, I, I'm not the biggest fighter fan. Like I've said that multiple times on this podcast. I'm not the biggest fighter fan, but I would play that. Right. Like I like if, if even if Game Pass wasn't a thing and they made that, I would pay $60 for that. Right. Um, because I really, really like the idea. Uh, and, and, and Xbox has a tremendous cast of characters. And, and then, you know, now adding in the Bethesda acquisition, they've just increased, you know, increased their their, you know, recognizable characters uh, even more. Right. And um I think it would be absolutely incredible uh, to, to see that um, Ed Boon working on it. I really have no idea. Um, you know, sure. I mean, you know, like that would definitely be a, a really solid choice on who you would have, you know, making this fighter. I mean, he, he makes the Mortal Kombat games, right? And uh, that's one of the most successful fighters. <clears throat> um, but, uh, you know, it, and 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 just kind of talking about just fighters in general, like yeah, that that screenshot looks amazing. I would I would want I want to play that game, right? But in general, I think it's really only a matter of time until we actually do see a Xbox first party fighter game, whether that is this you know um, All Stars like game or it's a Killer Instinct or you know whatever it may be. I think it's only a matter of time, and I think that Game Pass is really going to make that kind of happen, you know, as, as Phil has said, you know, uh, about several games, you know, um, without game pass, it wouldn't have been you know possible. Like they've greenlit a lot of things that they previously wouldn't have, uh, all because of game pass. And I think that that's really, you know, the magic, uh, mixture here that that's going to allow eventually Xbox to create a first party fighter game. Uh, which I think is important. You know, we talk about on this show all the time, variety and, and you know, Xbox is kind of becoming the Netflix of gaming. And one thing that Netflix does is they have something on their, you know, platform that interests everybody. Um, and, you know, that's kind of seems to be the, the way that Xbox is heading. So I, I, I think that we will see a fighter. I don't know if it, that's it. I hope that it is. I, I would also be a big fan of like a Super Smash Bros. 
um, kind of kind of take on on like a fighter. Um, another, you know, just another weird idea that I think we've talked on this show before is like a Mario Kart, but with uh, yeah. Xbox, with Xbox characters. I think that that would be incredible. And you have two developers that make some of the best racing games out on market today. A so you know, under 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 you. Yeah. What? Yeah. So so for sure that game absolutely interests me it looks awesome i would love to play it if it ever actually uh you know came came to light if it ever actually got greenlit and was worked on um but yeah I, you know i don't know the likelihood of that but I, I i really do truly feel that we will see an xbox first party fighter and you know something i and from your from your mouth to the gaming god's ears for sure first of all let's before i get into the super chats and i gotta catch up joe before i get to you crispy bomb welcome to the program brother this is this is a rare sighting of crispy bomb he has a rare thursday off thanks for joining us dude yeah rare thursday off and a router that did not want to work but we got it going <laughs> i am here and thanks for the invite oh no problem dude listen you know things happen but before we before i get bring you into the conversation about uh about this fighting also and i would bring up the picture if you didn't get to it uh um smitty smith our brother bringing us back to church once again after dropping a final super chat says hello everyone i will miss you zemi but you will be fantastic at at the constant gamer salute the book of x um we also have um uh, a five dollar super jet comes in from kate seven five seven five uh, and they say uh, it would have looked better if they went with the xbox green and put a large black x across it now that's a dope design i yeah. like that um uh, and then we have chaos Mike, generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding ten dollars super jet and says i would pay an extra 10 to 25 dollars for design labs elite 2 yeah dude i i you know what i don't know why they don't offer the elites uh in design labs i i'm right there with you i think that they definitely should because man that would be big for sure uh but joe listen as as someone that represents properly playstation uh you remember playstation fighting all stars i thought it was a fan i mean again it, it, it there were some um, you know, some troubles with, of course, some characters yeah. being OP'd. Um, but at the end of its day, it, I thought it was a fantastic attempt at uh, celebrating their characters the same way Nintendo does, of course, with Smash Brothers. Uh, this picture that I'm going to bring up once again momentarily uh, is it, it, just, man, if I saw a roster that stout come up on the screen i i wouldn't know what to do it myself i mean you can have you know characters from like ninja guide and you can have you know ryu uh hayabusa as a guest character i mean you can have someone from maybe jade empire or someone like that i mean i mean the the it, it's endless on who you can have guests appear do you think there's a chance that this happens do you think the community needs to keep pushing the envelope on getting this done um I don't know. So, first off, great question. I would, you know, when they first acquired Bethesda, there was, like, some jokes around it, and I was just like, yeah, whatever. But, like, seeing this and seeing some other uh, mock-ups that people have done, uh, it, yeah. Like, this, this, this seems like a really cool idea. It's just a lot of... How do you like? Well, is it a I lot mean, of moving parts? Is what you're trying to insinuate? A lot of moving parts. A lot of things you have to get down. What the size of the roster is gonna be? How those characters are gonna move? How do you market it? 
where do you, you know, who, who do you give this to? Um, because, you know, NetherRealm is working on um, two games at the moment. So, like, you would assume they're busy. Uh, and so, like, who, who do you give this to? So, as much as I would want to see it, pie in the sky, it, it would be cool. It's also like, yeah, is, is there room for, for more fighters in this space? What, what, you know, we, you have Mortal Kombat, you have games like Street Fighter, you have games like Smash Brothers, you have all these already supplanted in there. Um, it, it would be interesting to see nonetheless, but you know, that's the reason why, you know, when we, when we were all making fun of like PlayStation last week about acquiring Evo, um, that that's why PlayStation did, did the thing um, because they want to supplant themselves in esports. They want to supplant themselves deeper in within the fighting game community, and by acquiring something as big as Evo, that's that's how you did it. So you know, for Xbox, it is like okay. So like, do we go to Evo? Where do we go? Do we set up our own thing? Does that take way too much money to set up our own thing? Um, you know, th- there there are just logistical questions that you need to address with this fighting game because fighting game community is tight knit and it is one where you really have to prove yourself. Like you, you can have a game like Marvel versus Capcom and it just totally bomb, right? Yeah. I'm talking about infinite and you still have Marvel versus Capcom two in, in that roster set. Yeah, so like, yeah, you know, if you fail, it's there's not a whole lot of room for improvement. So, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see it. I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be cool. And honest to goodness, the other thing that, like, the biggest thing that I, I don't know if we're thinking about here is what does the art style look like? That's the biggest thing. Yeah. All, yeah. These, all these characters have to look distinct, like their own, but they can't be, you know, like, like the Master like, for example, and I'm just throwing this as an example, nobody yell. Um, like if you're gonna cartoonify everything because you want everything to have a you know unified, a unified look. art look, yeah, rather than like a hodgepodge of shit. Um, that's what you kind of want here. So yeah, it'd be interesting, but I I don't I don't see it happening. But I like Craig the Brute as an option. <laughs> yeah, no, no, one hundred percent. I, 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 I would definitely. I, I, listen, I, I, I think that they should do a whole story around Craig the Brute. I think, I think Absolutely. he should join uh, the, 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 you know, the, the Marines because, because. Atriox killed his parents and he wants revenge. That, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, you, you like that, right? He'd be the first yeah. brute in, 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 in history to join the uh, the Spartans, and he's oh, doing it out of revenge for his parents being killed by Atriox because he wouldn't go. They wouldn't go with the world domination theme that he's throwing around. Yeah. I like yeah. them apples. That that's a story that three four three could run with. Yes, and if you want to hire me, DMs are open. <laughs> email, you know, find, find on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but uh, three bit. Let's get your opinion on this. Again, this is a fun topic to open up the show. We're gonna get to some more, some more of the serious and more relevant topics. But I, I think that this is worthy of a conversation for me as an old school fighting fan. I like the Tekkens. I like the Soul Calibers. We're still waiting for us to the Street Fighter Six. And there's you know you 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 can add DOA. You can add Guilty Gear. Whatever your flavor is. But Xbox. Listen, I've said this before. Uh, If I wasn't such a diehard fan, then maybe I wouldn't have any right to say this. But they have some holes. 
in their in their portfolio um a cartooned mascot which i'm still holding out phil if you're listening to the show and i know you listen my god what's up with banjo kazooie stop holding out let us you know okay. let us live um and 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 that's one of them for sure in the fighting genre man i mean again xbox game pass is the perfect plateau to put a game in that might not sell well, quote unquote, sell, but you would get millions of players because, quite frankly, and again, I don't know the numbers, but folks, where I, I I can guarantee you, we are weeks, potentially a month or so away from Xbox saying we have twenty five million subscribers to Xbox Game Pass. I it's it's round the corner for sure. At least we're going to get that at E three, in my opinion. Three bit. Is there room in in Microsoft's 36 teams to take someone or even contract someone like an Ed Boon and his studio at NetherRealm and let them go crazy? Even if this game takes three years to make, let that man go crazy with what he can do. Now, no fatalities, but I think that they can bring a realism to all of these characters and make it a relevant fighter. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, in, in terms of room, um, the only uh, publisher I can think of that's not working on something, or, or it is working on something, we just don't know what it is, uh, Roundhouse and Compulsion <laughs> right now. Roundhouse Studio, uh, they currently have done some stuff with Prey um, and uh, some other games that uh, it was previously Human Head Studios, and they're one of the studios underneath Bethesda. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think that's why the Xbox publishing um, is so important. Um, like the publishing side of the studio where they find other developers because I'm sure there's developers out there who would love to tackle something like this. Uh, but this is an opportunity for Microsoft to do something really cool. PlayStation had their version of uh, All-Stars. Nintendo is, of course, the standard in what we think about here. So so now Microsoft has the IP to do a game like this. And I can picture Senua having like shadow attacks with her different personalities, Joanna Love Dark, it. maybe snapping some necks and, and uh, Dragonborn, maybe he's Fusro dying uh, everybody. Uh, you already know if Chief was in there, he's probably gonna use like a bubble shield to block attacks and go on and on. Maybe they're fighting on Forza Horizon levels and all that. So <laughs> like- the possibilities are, are really endless here, and um, and 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 I know some of my coworkers watch this show. But Phil, if you are also watching this, make make it happen, please. Is such a cool idea, um, and and just if you're looking at the screen, just just look at the potential of the uh, just picture like the attacks that these people can use, uh, <laughs> and and having like Master Chief go against Doom Slayer is is of course going to be amazing. And I have to disagree with. With the Zemi there, I mean Doom is—he's he, pretty cool, okay. And I know Master Chief, he—he's—he's—he's he's, uh, he's of course the Spartan. Um, I don't know. I actually, I, I would love to see that in a, in a fight. But the, the plethora of characters that are on the screen, and uh, of course, I would love to see Craig. <laughs> Even if it, you can't play as Craig, maybe have him as like you know what they do—the trophies and and uh, how they can like. Uh, kind of pop up in some people's attacks. It's just really exciting uh, just to think about um, 
the potential of this game. So, yeah, I would love to see it. Bring bring Banjo Kazooie if they are doing it. Bring in some Conquer. Uh, would love to see those characters. And uh, yeah, I, I, if if it's not any of the main twenty something studios, um, because they're all very busy working on their own passion projects, which you know Phil already said he's not trying to mess with the studios um, as much. You know that they're. They're all working on. We're their actually going to be things. talking about that. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you bring that up, Three Bit, because there's been some some uh, hubbub in the negative Nancy community about how mm. Microsoft is going to, you know, uh, the, the the ruining of Bethesda's forthcoming. And we have a story that that actually not only debunks that clearly indicates that that is not in fact the case, and that it's all speed ahead for all the studios Microsoft has already purchased and who they will be purchasing in the future. Uh, so thanks for bringing that up. Uh, real quick, Joe, before I get to three uh, to uh, Crispy Bomb, you're going to be mad at Sony once again because I'm going to throw some news out to you. We're not going to talk about it because it's an Xbox show, but I got to let you know live on the air. Sony has officially greenlit Ghosts of Toshima movie, and guess who's directing? John Wick's director. Fuck yes. Let's go. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, there, there's enthusiasm. I was the waiting fuck? for it. Yes. Yeah, that, 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 I did not that, see that news. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm oh drop God. it to you, Joe. That comes to us yes. from our friends from the Video Games Chronicle. We love those guys Ooh. over there. And I'll send it over to you. So now you have something to talk about. But once again, <laughs> Sony has thrown you a, 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 a curveball. Uh, you did your show. You taped it. You put it up. And... Now you're not talking about this. Not so, upset. Uh, <laughs> not upset. <laughs> Could you imagine a samurai film by From John oh Wick's my, director with the John Wick? Like, like, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, one of my favorite games of the last generation. But like, holy shit, John, like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Do yeah, it. no, absolutely. And again, because, because I'm such a fan, because that's, just, that's a big no. deal. I had to mention it on the Xbox show. But listen, folks, let's, let's crispy. Okay, listen, you see the screen in front of you. Um, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of people in the chat and there's been quite a few super chats. I'm going to get to momentarily that, and, and of course, um, you know, the, uh, the consensus in the chat, and we have almost 400 people here, uh, is that they either want this fighter or they want something similar to like a Mario Kart that could take place using Xbox characters. And there's a couple of things. Uh, the reason why I believe Microsoft needs to do this is because, one, a kid-friendly kart racer that stars uh, these characters would be awesome. It would not – people wouldn't even look at it as, a, as like, a ripoff or, or a clone of Mario Kart because, there's, you know, we've seen clones that are not good. But I think that they could do something like that. With Game Pass – there, there really isn't taking chances anymore because these games are going to be played. And again, I believe that they have holes in there, um, you know, that need to be filled. A kart racer with these characters would be dope. A fighter with these, uh, with these, uh, these characters would be dope. Well, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, you gotta do it, Phil. You, you just have to. We, we have the roster now. Yeah. Um, by the way, people, if if you want to null and void this, Doom Slayer would absolutely destroy Master Chief. I'm Holy matrimony! This is this is divided this is this is this is this is this is not because he's actually uh, inhuman, which he is. He is three times stronger than than uh, a human being. Uh, it, it, just go look it up. People have done comparisons, and Doom Slayer I, would win every time. So, nah, real, real I, don't, I don't they think call so. Master Chief Demon, 
Who's the demon slayer? Yeah, dude, it's I, I, I'm just <laughs> being honest with you. You can look up every single uh, uh, fighting, you know, the thought process. The, these there's plenty of um, YouTube channels that have done this, and every single one of them, Doom Slayer would win. So I'm just telling you, you would be upset if this actually happened. But guess what? It's a fighting game, and you got to learn the moves, right? So there you go. But yeah, you know, the enthusiasm for me is. They have to do this, and there's a reason for it. They they acquired Smash GG, I believe, which is a uh, esports. Uh, that is correct. Yep. So, so, and by the way, Joe, um, yeah, Sony once again copied what Xbox did. I'm just telling you, because uh, <laughs> they they acquire Evo after Microsoft acquires Smash GG. It's kind of just <laughs> a tit for tat, buddy. It's it's always yeah. got to be that. So, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, so you have a reason for this. Um, I got you'd a question. Have different... What is Smash GG? <laughs> it's an esports guy. I, I don't know. Okay. It, it's it's actually it's it's very big. So oh, okay. it was it's with League of Legends, I believe, stuff like that. Oh. So I don't know. Yeah. So you know, um, but they have the, okay. the infrastructure to do you know like a, a fighting championship if they want to do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, Gears mm-hmm. of War. They got they they've always had esports, and now maybe they're running it instead of you know whoever they had before. So, but yeah, that's. That's what I'm saying. Like you have you have a cart racer, you know, with a different, like more cutesy, like you could have Conker and you could have Banjo and whoever, you know what I mean? And then and then like for the fighter, you know, I would throw in like Scourge and you know, um whoever you want from all of these iconic, you know, games that kind of get a little gory, but you just don't have to put the blood there. I mean, it makes total sense. And um, you know, it's just there's so many different like fighters. In, in each of these games that you know have would have a different style it just it makes total sense and i think it would be really cool yeah i mean listen I, look here's the thing again i think that there is room with, with all of the incredible ips microsoft has with with all of the games we know that are coming this would be a big surprise. This would be so out of character and out of the norm that, like you, I like you, I think it has to happen just on principle, to be honest. But again, you know, we're you know, he, people are here. We they want they want to start talking about the big topics. So we're we're gonna move on to some of the bigger topics. And you know what? The next one is let me see. Let me get to my topics. Notes. You know, when we talk about, um, you know. IPs from the OG Xbox days. There are a few that come to mind that deserve a modern day remake or even a sequel. Uh, and for the one for me that uh, jumps off of the page that has not gotten a remake is Mecha Salt. Mecha Salt 1 and 2 not only were incredible games on their own, but they were the first games to use xbox live like i remember you know using it i'm like i I can't believe i'm talking to my brother like this doesn't even make any sense and we were able to do it but what we do have a confirmation of is that mech warrior 5 mercenaries is bringing the same type of futuristic combat to the xbox series x and s this may now in a story that i pulled from pure xbox friends of this show they said uh, they have this to say on May 27th, 2021, Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries will be arriving on Xbox along with the new DLC called Heroes of the Inner Sphere. Uh, Mech Warrior did release on um uh, on on onto Xbox Game Pass PC 
So at this point, it's safe to assume that it's going to be dropping into Xbox Game Pass console when it releases late, late May. Now, um, here's what um, here's what Robin Floden, CEO of EG7, had to say about the announcement. He said this, we are very excited to also be able to give Xbox and Steam players a good dose of Mech Warrior fun. It's also great to be able to present yet another example of EG7 companies working together to bring a world-class title to market. Now, again, this may not be the biggest news for you. It's the biggest news for me because not only do I love Mech Warrior, but it's probably the closest I'm ever going to get to a Mech Assault. Uh, and I'll start with Zemi. Zemi, this is this is a pretty big deal because this is launching as an exclusive. It's launching onto, of course, Xbox PC, which it's already been. They're sending it to Steam, but they're bringing it home to the console. Now, there's no talk of a PlayStation release, so right now it is an exclusive, and it is a genre that you know you see. You obviously we don't see much of. We don't heck, we didn't even got a Titanfall three yet. What are your thoughts on Mech Warrior Five arriving on Xbox in late May? I mean, you know, kind of like what you were saying. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's an exclusive. It kind of gives that little bit of upper hand to to Xbox. You know, so many times we 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 see these, um, you know, the, these types of things happen for Sony, but you know, usually not for Xbox. So you know, at, at least that you know, at, at least you know, Xbox is kind of getting the upper hand on this one, I guess. Um, for me personally, I, I've never played Mech Assault. I've never played Mech Warrior. I, I've never really played any of those like Mech games. Like, like, like the closest thing I've ever came to is Titanfall that you guys are seeing on screen right now, right? Um, so I, I don't really have any super strong opinions and not really a, a whole lot to say about it. Uh, I'm excited to hear that it is coming to, you know, Game Pass on, uh, you know, on Xbox. Um, and I will for sure download it and give it a try. Um, I, I really don't know what to expect. I've never really played a game like that. Well, I mean, that's, let's, that's the magic of Game Pass, right? Well, yes, it's a game that you've never played, but you might actually enjoy. I mean, obviously, they're, they're, you know, if you want to really go crazy, like if you really want to, you know, spend the time designing your mech, there's, there's always an opportunity to do so. But if you want to just jump in and play, I believe there's going to be a story mode. There's going to be a multiplayer mode. There's probably going to be a co-op based mode. We're going to learn more as we get closer, but uh, I, I'm super stoked and and I, I can't wait to find. I mean, obviously, it's the first time time that we're getting a mech warrior game at least on xbox i don't remember any uh i remember of course mech assault which i still want a sequel to but this again i'll take this as it being the closest thing mr bad bit let's get your opinion on this uh mech warrior classic classic franchise uh and obviously People are going to get very excited when this drops in. It is Game Pass. Like Zemi said, um, you know what? Maybe it's not your bag. Maybe it is, but it's in Game Pass. You don't have to pay anything for it. Um, What are your thoughts on Mech Warrior 5 coming to the Xbox? Mech Assault was the first game I ever played uh, on Xbox Live. It oh, was wow, really? with my Xbox Live when, when Xbox Live. I think it was like, like day one xbox live kid over here so like yeah i i love mech assault it has a it has a, a like a fondness to me yeah um brings me back my first gamer tag this is this is something we didn't we didn't we didn't know gamer tags were a thing when xbox live came out so we had to think of a name and we let xbox choose our name what was our name my brother and i's name war like coffee <laughs> 
That's great, dude. <laughs> like, how do I like my war? Like my coffee? <laughs> like with cream. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, so I got I got some memories with that man. This this yeah, I, I'm I'm so in again. I I I I'm even with like things that are coming out like Godzilla vs Kong. I'm realizing or, or refalling in love with like kaiju and and mech stuff. So yeah, I'm all in on this, dude. Well, I mean, we're getting Mechagodzilla on top of that. Is, know. You know, if you have HBO Max, folks, get ready because that's coming at the end of the month. I cannot wait. Mrs. Boomstick and I are very, very stoked. The theories about this movie are wild. They are bananas. Yeah. So they're, they're, I'm so in. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's even some talk that uh, Mechagodzilla is wearing a skin of Godzilla, and that's what's that's who's really doing all the damage. That That's one of the mm. running narratives. It's pretty, pr- pretty deep, but yeah, mm. that, yeah I, I'm, I'm with you. I, th- I think that Mech Assault has a place. Uh, I think Xbox Live is a perfect place, or the Xbox console is a perfect place for a game that it has seen great success in the multiplayer. Uh, and uh, I love that it's not first person, as a matter of fact. I like that it's third. And I don't know if you can change, if you can switch between views, but I know that it is third person, and I kind of dig that. Um, 3-Bit, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Um, what are your thoughts on Mechasalt 5? Finally, coming to the Xbox, I mean, we saw it released last year on uh, the Xbox for PC, Xbox Game Pass for PC. Now, coming to Xbox Game Pass, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, similar to Bad Bit Mix and, and Gaiju stuff, like Pacific Rim is, is always awesome. <laughs> and I, I'm on Team Kong, by the way. Uh, yes! Team Kong, for sure. Um, yeah, me too. I'm, I, I, I'm a big Godzilla fan, but I said Team Kong because I like King Kong. Yeah, but uh, well, that like Skull Island was just a way better movie than both those Godzillas. There I, you go. Uh, I, I, th- I think Luke, Luke I think Moore, so. yeah, yeah, a friend yeah. of the show, right. would disagree with you, but you know, well, it was a piece of trash. You might be onto something there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I only briefly played Mech Warrior 5, I think, a long time ago on PC at a friend's house. Um, but one thing I always uh, admired about it was the detail that goes into like you customizing the armor in the mech lab and being able to personalize your mech, making it feel like it's like your own war machine. Uh, but yeah, this is this is awesome. <laughs> this, this is um, I, I never I, I I'm open to playing all games. I never really try and restrict myself to a genre. I do of course have favorites, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually really looking at this one, seeing what people like about the series. I'm seeing a lot of hype and excitement around this game and this franchise. I know the previous Mech Assault had some crazy things going on with who owns the rights and the IP. So uh, like Boom was saying, I think this is the closest we're probably going to get uh, for some time. So uh, yeah, looks looks pretty cool. You know what? Here's a little bit of a uh, tidbit of, of news that I actually didn't even think about uh, talking about. But Phil actually, I think Phil worked real hard to get this done because he 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 actually brought that up about the licenses, about Mech Assault and Mech Warrior and who owns what and music and characters. And it was a kind of a cluster. And the fact that we got this done or he got this done and it is coming to Xbox Game Pass is a big, big deal. I'm super, super stoked. I cannot wait to play it. Uh, Crispy Bar, I do want to bring you into the conversation because you are our resident online multiplayer fan. I mean, obviously, you do a lot of work with Gears. You play with a lot of your friends friends there mech assault has the potential to be a big 
uh, grabber of people's attention because it's a you know it's a multiplayer game and you can build your own mech. Who doesn't want to build their own mechs? Are you, are you stoked? Will you be playing this when this releases into Game Pass later in May? Uh, funny story is I, I actually played the original on PC. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it was a, a hot mess, as I like to call it, but. It did run, and for you know, fifty-six K modem, it worked. So, uh, the interesting thing is, is that you know, I don't believe this would be happening unless the Series X was as powerful as it is. I agree. Because yep. there is a lot going on in the fifth iteration of this game. Um, I haven't played them in in God knows how long, but they used to be a staple in in me when I was on the the PC. Um, and the third party, a- third person aspect is definitely, definitely uh, fun to see. You know all the things you you've done to the mech. Um, so it, you know the the fifth iteration. That's crazy. Like, and they have put a lot of work into this game. Um, just imagine how it's gonna look on the Series X. And oh, I can't wait, dude. Yeah, it's it's gonna look really good. And like I said, if if this they didn't bring out the power in these consoles i do not believe these games would be coming here and and just think how many pc games have never touched a console that is starting you're starting to see this happen and it's just it's insane like it, I, I just i'm looking forward to it because you know the problem you always have is that you have the controller there and these have all been built for you know mouse and keyboard so you know whatever xbox is doing to help these guys make this happen keep doing it and you know unfortunately we're probably never gonna see our beloved mech assaults but you know at the same time your mech warrior whatever i get, I get confused now yeah, no, mech assault. you correct, you correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah but you get a little confused with, with all this and it's like we don't need another mech game just bring it to console finally um and now people get to experience it they've never you know played on computer yeah, I mean, listen, again, I, even, even if I, I say this all the time, even if I had a $3,000 rig in front of me where I run this show, I, I wouldn't play games on it. Even if, and again, even if I had one of those, you know, monitors that were as long as my arms, I like playing on the big screen. I like sitting on the couch. I like chilling. So PC gaming has never been for me. So that's why I missed out on a lot of the mech, uh, you know, mech warrior stuff because it was mostly a PC centric kind of a brand. But I will say that, you know, obviously, the, the, you know, when you, when you talk about specs, the Xbox Series X and its little brother, the S, the, the specs are PC-like for sure. So seeing a game like this actually release on the home console for Series X, Series S, it's enhanced specifically for these consoles, tells me that there's a lot of work being put into this, that it's going to be very controller-friendly, and I honestly cannot wait. But I do want to catch up on some of the Super Chats before we move on, because, man, there's been a lot of them. And, of course, I want to tell you that the generosity is more than words that I personally have because, you know, I do this for fun. I do this for the love of the community. And the fact that you have taken so much time to be generous like this is beyond words. Um, the next one comes in from Donovan. 89 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, we clearly need a Smash Brothers and Mario Kart ripoff on Xbox ASAP. Love your show, fellas. Well, dude, thanks so much for being here. Uh, definitely appreciate you checking out the show. Glad that you were enjoying it. And more importantly, thanks so much for the generosity. Uh, we have Kirby Louise, uh, a good friend of the show who was actually on a couple of weeks ago. He drops 
an outstanding $20 Super Chat. Wow, Kirby, thank you for the generosity. He says this, agree with you, Boom, on Craig getting his time in the spotlight. Maybe do it like how Kirby series has uh, uh, Meta Knight, uh, Meta Nightmare and a DD Tour uh, play through a story as a side character with a difficulty way up. Lots of fun. Yeah, you know something? I mean, listen. They're, I mean, they're wearing Craig T-shirts around the office, at, you know, and they're basically trolling themselves. We've seen it. We've, we've seen people at 343 wearing the Craig T-shirt. They understand the memes. And I think that it, it would be a lost opportunity, in my opinion, not to take that character that was made famous by, you know, people trolling Xbox to make him a relevant staple in Halo, why not take that chance? Why not say F you to the people that were trolling by making um, this character relevant? As you can see, I just took down three pilots, by the way. I, I, had, I had to stop myself. I just wasted these people, and I jumped into my mech, into my Titan. So why? I mean, come on. Who doesn't want a three of this game? Anyway, I digress. Uh, Gerald Mack, good friend of the show. Wow, Gerald, thanks. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, Shout out to Mr. Boomstick and the panel. Happy to welcome an Xbox Series S into the family. Congratulations. And he says, my son was truly happy. I believe I was even more excited than he was. Hashtag Game Pass and chill. Yeah, you know what, dude? I am telling you right now. Take nothing away from what Sony has done with the PlayStation 5. I have one. Joe has one. Uh, plenty of people on this panel have one and, and, quite frankly, enjoy it. But I am telling you right now, Microsoft was, has, and will be on to something for many, many years to come. The Series S is going to become, it, again, this is just my, this is an old man's opinion, what the P PlayStation 4 Slim was for Sony. I think you're going to see Game Pass become so relevant and in such an incredible value, if it's not already with 375-plus games that it currently has. But once they're able to get these S's into stores, once you start seeing the Senua's and the Perfect Darks and the Fables and the Horizons of the Forza Horizons and the Halos jumped into Game Pass... And we talked about last week, uh, well, not, not last week, this week, about how the, my, that Phil Spencer is heavily involved with the third-party exclusives. I think that the Series S is just going to become so relevant, so popular. Again, that's what Sony did. They made the PlayStation 4 Slim popular, and everyone snatched it up. I think you're going to see that. So congratulations on actually finding one there, dude, because again, these consoles are still hard to find. We have Joshua drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Death Battle did a Master Chief versus Doom Guy Master Chief 1. Okay, that's another one uh, that we have there that's been saying about that. Uh, Pixel, oh, <laughs> Pixel Bit G thinks otherwise. After dropping a $2 super chat, generous friend of the show, he says, Doom Slayer would end Chief that those are the facts. Uh, well, there you go. Um, and we also have Pixel Bidry. Oh, he drops another very generous um, $5 super chat and says, Wow, shout out to Boom for using my mock up Infinity. Uh, the game must be based on KI for some reason. And yes, there is room for more fighters, always more room. Oh, dude, I didn't know you did that. Well, dude, it was just fantastic but what, what could you say it looks fantastic um but i do want to move on to the next topic and see this one is not 
it's fun, but what it does is kind of put a stake in the sand, and it does give a lot of clarification of what um, they're doing over at Xbox. Um, and this is, this is, I think, a relevant of a conversation that's, con- that's been going on for months about how when Microsoft acquires a studio, that they somehow throttle the talent into making what they want. Now, we know this isn't true. Phil has talked about it. Matt Booty has talked about it. Uh, Aaron Greenberg has talked about it. Uh, you, you know, the, the, the hip parade keeps going. Larry Herb has talked about it, how, how Microsoft lets these developers make what they want to make, but gives them a stable place to not worry about things like paying their employees. Right. This is what they do. You're part of Microsoft now. You're under the umbrella. Don't worry. It's raining. We got you covered. Well, in a story that I, I'm trying to think where I actually pulled this. Might have, it might have been. Um, let me see if I have it here. Uh, OK. Yeah. It, it, it's a newly released article. Thanks to our friends at the Video Games Chronicle. We have some information that will be qu- that, that will quiet many of the critics regarding what Microsoft does with studios that they have recently acquired. Now, this comes to us from the Deathloop director, Dinga Bakaba, uh, has commented on Microsoft's acquisition of Arkane's parent company, Bethesda, and what it will mean for the studio's future software output. Now, he did an interview with Press Start, and this is some of the, this is what he had to say. Uh, Mike, Microsoft's acquisition was initially pretty surprising, but later made a lot of sense. Following the completion of the Xbox deal, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said delivering exclusive games for platforms that support Xbox Game Pass was the primary reason for, of course, this purchase. Now, according to the director, uh, he says this, we have passions for making original games with a lot of personality and style. They seem like a natural fit for Xbox Game Pass. Being able to be part of Xbox Game Pass ecosystem makes things a bit different for us because now we can occupy a space in that service and we will continue to make the kind of games that we make and make them well. If you looked on social media, you'll see that games like Prey, Dishonored 1 and 2 Coming to Xbox Game Pass, there was a lot of excitement. A lot of people are saying that you need to play these games, and now you have no excuse not to. Uh, It's a service that will allow us to remain creative and have the audience and build that relationship over time, and that is really exciting. Zemi, when you hear the director of Deathloop, which as it stands right now is a PlayStation 5 exclusive for a year, He's excited because he's going to be able to make, and I say he, him and his team at Arcane, they make games with personality. They make games that are a little different, even though they're FPS games, there's always something different that makes them stand out. And now he's excited to continue that. Does this finally prove that Microsoft is the company you want to be bought by and will, and will allow you to be creative? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the thing I look at with this is, yes, like right now it would appear that Microsoft is the company that, you know, 
Uh, if you're, you know, uh, an owner of a publisher or a game developer and you're looking to sell, but you want your baby to be taken care of and your, you know, previous employees to, you know, have uh, a lot of creative control, then yeah, Microsoft is, you know, where you would probably want to sell your, your, your studio to or your publisher to or whatever. But th these types of things also change, right? Like, yes, Xbox is giving these guys a lot of power, a lot of control, you know, uh, creatively speaking. But that's so long as they're making a profit. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that Xbox isn't going to make a profit tomorrow, but their profits could dip. Any number of things could happen. Leadership could change at, you know, at, at, at Xbox. You know what I mean? So many different things could happen. So as of right now, yes, Xbox seems to be like the golden child of, of, of you know, game developers have a lot of freedom and, 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 and you know, it's, it's rainbows and unicorns. But this can always change, right? And I think that's also, you know, important to remember as well. Um, but, uh, at, you know, as of right now, I think it's great to be, you know, from what we've heard from, you know, uh, from multiple sources from Xbox, from these developers, everything like that, it does appear uh, at this moment, you know, that yes, you know, Xbox uh, being you know, a studio underneath Xbox has a tremendous number of benefits. Um, and, and, and that's amazing because, you know, these creators are, are going to, you know, as you said before, be able to make the games that they want to make. Um, and, and that, you know, hopefully the games that we gamers enjoy to play and they don't have to worry about, you know, getting that paycheck. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I think one more, even, you know, more important thing is, you know, this will hopefully stop games from being put out before they're ready, right? You know, for instance, we, we like kind of like what we saw with 343 Industries and, and the Halo game, you know, a lot of people were kind of upset that they delayed it. But honestly, it was a good thing that they did delay it. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 should have probably been delayed. And with this new Xbox mentality, um, hopefully, you know, it's going to lead to, you know, games uh, being, you know, released uh, when when they really need to be as well, because they seem to be putting a lot more faith in these developers and giving them the time and the resources fully as to what they need to make these incredible worlds for us to play in. I mean, you're definitely onto something. I mean, obviously, I, I, I think that when you have 30, 35 plus teams working at Xbox it does give these teams the time to finish games, to not release games in an unfinished state. I think that is more important than ever. Nobody wants, you know, a 92 gig uh, day one patch coming for a game that is potentially going to have some problems. So you're, you're definitely on to something. And, and I, 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 the only thing I disagree with what you're saying is that Microsoft acquires these studios and they make a promise to these the, these owners, the, the, these heads of studios, and, and their promise, I, I think it would behoove them to keep. I, I, I understand what you're saying, that as long as they continue to make a profit. Well, Bleeding Edge is a perfect example of a game that they let, let them come out with, and it failed. It failed, but does that mean that they didn't deserve the shot? You know what I'm saying? No, of course not. Perfect. Another example of, of, of uh, you know, of seeing we don't know what Project Mara is going to do. Is it going to be incredible? Probably. But Microsoft is allowing Ninja Theory to take, uh, you know, something that's important to them, like mental illness, 
And, you know, obviously they support that publicly, but they're also making a game based around it. You know, you know, so it's it's I I don't think you're going to see anything change. I think when Microsoft goes and buys these studios, there is an underlying handshake promise that we are not going to become the overlords like they were back in the days where when everyone hated Microsoft. I think the reason why people are willing to sell the Microsoft is because of stories just like this. So, I mean, again, only time is going to tell if things change. I would be tremendously disappointed in the company if it did. I don't think it will. Uh, but I do want to get Joe's opinion on this. Joe, before I get to your brother, I got to thank a couple of people for Lord Roughness drops a very generous five dollars of chances. Hey, boom, looking forward to tomorrow's indie event and hoping to hear more on the Ascent, Stalker 2, and Second Instinct. My Series S is waiting. Yeah, dude, I am so excited because tomorrow. We're doing breakfast room, right? Oh, someone's ringing the bell. You know what, Joe? Take take it away. Let me know what you think about sure. Deathloop and uh, and what the director had to say. Sure thing. So Deathloop um, is actually one of my most anticipated games this year. Uh, after what I saw from the State of Play, um, I love that song. Like that, like James Bond seventies esque like song. It's it's um, Deja Vu. I think it's called is literally a song I keep going back to every day and listening to and just get me hyped for this game. Um, I love what Arcane does. I think they're such a special developer because, yeah, they give you these awesome abilities, but it's really more about how they play with level design that you don't see in a lot of games. They take huge risks when it comes to how you interact with the level or how the interact uh, level interacts around you that you just don't see a lot in triple a games or maybe even at all where you know all these games are becoming you know third uh third person over the shoulder action games it's awesome to see that you know they're doing something different and this game if uh if y'all are are know arcane's history is a game that they've always wanted to make uh, a game where it's like semi multiplayer that like, you know, someone's trying to kill you while you're going through it. They've always wanted to do stuff like that. So it's cool to see that the A, they're getting to do it. Bethesda's let Arcane be weird. Yes. We're different. And that's what I really, really have dug with Bethesda because the unfortunate things about like though Dishonored 1 was a, uh, a small success for them is that the recent games, though they're so great, they don't and they haven't found the commercial success because they're so, you know, different experimental. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that has to do with it as well as like the marketing doesn't, the marketing teams don't know how to market for games like these, but it's cool to see, you know, games like Prey with the FPS boost, as much as like, I don't dig that game, but to see people go, Oh my God, this is, this is something cool or going into dishonored a way better game. You, you say, Oh my God, this game's freaking awesome. Um, and, and getting to explore this catalog. Cause yeah, like the one fear that I did have was like, what's going to happen to arcane having game pass there gives me the comfort of knowing they're safe for a, a relative long period of time you mm -hmm. know um game pass does that so i think game pass is going to let these teams be more experimental and it's also something that i think we're going to be looking at um in the future for sure of 
what does categorize a success for Game Pass and what, you know, what that means for that game? Like, how how do we categorize a success for Game Pass game if, you know, 500,000 people, you know, download it, but only 5% of those people actually beat the game or get through to the third you know, hour. I think that's going to be a really interesting thing that I think Microsoft will be experimenting with and have been experimenting with. And I think Arcane is going to be a really good kind of example of experimenting of how Game Pass will influence game developers have come. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I I agree. I I, I love the fact. And by the way, you know, I was laughing because somebody in the chat said I still have a landline. No, actually, no. That was the door. <laughs> this is this is Greg Miller one on one, folks. Oh, that was yeah, the door. That, that's the door, dude. I, that, you oh. know what I thought it was? That's what I was like. Listen, I got to put the show on hold. I was yeah. able to find the Master Chief from Infinite eleven uh, inch statue Ooh. from Dark Horse. And it's being That's delivered dope. to the yeah, it's dope, dude. It's sixty bucks. I was like, yeah, I gotta Real jump talk? on this. Yeah. Real talk. I did the same thing last night after I recorded the trophy room. I was like, hey, uh, Bloodborne <laughs> Hunter is up by Figma Games or whatever, and I I immediately <laughs> immediately purchased it. Yeah, you know what? I mean, who who doesn't have room for Bloodborne and uh, and Halo collectibles, right? I mean, honestly, come on. Um, real, real quick before I get over to VG on this, and I, I'm interested to get his opinion because he's an artist. He works with studios, so he's going to have a passionate response. I cannot wait to hear John B, good friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Don't forget about uh, that. Everyone kept their job during the acquisition, and no one was let go." You see, that is a great point, John. No one really, no, no one credits Microsoft for that. If you think about it, that is the reason why. They kept, you know, the publishing arm could have been, uh, you know, uh, disintegrated. And then like, well, we're going to do the publishing and, you know, good luck finding a job, folks. But they let everyone keep their job. And I think the reason why they did that, I mean, obviously, there, there's some forethought to this. Matt Booty has 15 studios in front of him already. C- can you give the guy any more? No. So th- th- that's why you're letting the publishing arm of Bethesda do what they do. You know, they know how to market games and how to sell games. They know exactly what they're doing. So I think that this is going to you're going to see this uh, rinse and repeat for the next, you know, quote unquote, Bethesda level purchase that's coming. Is it a Capcom? Is it you know, is it is it is it a Square Enix? Is it a Ubisoft? Shit, I don't know at this point. I wouldn't be surprised. But whoever it is, is probably going to be a publisher. And they're probably going to keep it the same way. We're not letting anyone go. We're not laying off people. They're going to have their own publishing arm. You guys go crazy. We're just going to keep, you know, pay the big bucks. We're going to pay the rent. You just go crazy. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, 3-Bit, I, I really i am interested to get your opinion on this because, you know, for many years and in recent weeks, we have heard how Microsoft is going to systematically dismantle and destroy, a, a, you know, a type of company and developer like an Arcane who makes weird games. Dishonored, not that weird, but still not something that everyone would rush to play. Pray. You know, it's a space horror game, not really weird, but a little bit. And obviously, Deathloop looks amazing. I mean, the people, uh, Joe's excited to play it. For you, are you happy to hear the the um, the head of the studio come out and say, you know what, Microsoft is going to let us be? What, what are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, and, and something I can say is, is right now I am working uh, with a couple of companies right now. And, and they are in in tandem with Microsoft. And, and nice. based on right now, it seems like developers are pretty happy with how Microsoft is handling things. And in terms of leadership, you know, Microsoft's now fully in charge of Bethesda titles. Uh, you know, they've just disbanded the, the board of directors at ZeniMax, which means Microsoft now owns financial and creative control of everything at ZeniMax. Like it, it's, it's done, <laughs> you know, all that, all that um, uh, previous thing where they're still going through things, all that stuff is, is now done. Um, but yeah, I personally have been pretty happy working with the teams at Microsoft. And I think it's, it's an important um for Microsoft to step in when needed and to also let teams do their things at the same time. Because <laughs> Bleeding Edge is a good example of, of Microsoft letting them do their own things and letting them experiment. And, and sometimes that doesn't work. Um, or um, And I, I'd, I'd even argue that they should have definitely taken a closer look at Scalebound's development because Platinum Games was using the funds Microsoft was giving them for their other projects um, instead of using it for scale, scale bound, sorry. Um, but an example of it going right uh, is them delaying infinite, them stepping in there or letting Obsidian do a project like Grounded, which I played yesterday and it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, so I, I think the whole backlash of people saying that Microsoft will mess up these studios or, or maybe take away their DNA um, I just think there's a delicate balance to to all of this, and and not like yes, you you want to let them uh, let these studios flourish creatively. I, I'm very passionate about that because I've seen um, the other side of of that not happening, um, but also you know letting them flourish creatively, but not letting them ponder upon the financial side of things, which is what Zenimax. Uh, started to do. The history of these studios are, are story-based, like arcane, um, very story-based games, but because of modern day uh, society and how games now make their money, you can tell these studios before uh, Microsoft purchased them was being per was really being pressured by current um, day microtransactions and multiplayer. You know, Fallout 76 is an example of that. And I, I believe that game was made at a time when ZeniMax was trying to figure out how to get more money from their games. And, and they released a DLC for Wolfenstein, just trying to pump out content. Um, and, and, and now Arcane will absolutely shine underneath something like Game Pass because now there's less risk and more people will try it. Yep. Um, but not only that, but they also have, uh, you know, Microsoft is now financially backing them. So upon Game Pass uh, being less of a risk, they also have Microsoft um, backing them up as well. Um, but, <laughs> and Pong saying spill the beans. Uh, uh, I, 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 I think uh, on a few shows I've said who, who I'm working with right now, I'm working with Ubisoft and a couple of other uh, awesome companies right now. And they all love Microsoft. So I, I will say that. Um, just because of the so are you breaking the news that ubisoft play plus is coming to xbox game pass <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything <laughs> definitely can't say anything about that but uh it, it the thing is all these companies i i have worked with it, they all love the communication between microsoft how easy it is um and um 
yeah, that that that's always been a thing, and and I can personally attest to that. And I've seen uh, it's cool that the guy from Arcane is also saying it. But Game Pass mitigates risk, and Microsoft also financially backing them mitigates risk. Um, but yeah, I, I think to to answer the question, like basically allowing these teams to have creative freedom, I, I think it does come with. Uh, a balance because you don't want like a halo infinite where you just you know <laughs> where you just release it that's the deadline but you, you, it's like a balance you know you need to have someone step in sometimes and, and that's what leadership is all about um but you also need to let these teams do what they uh, what they're basically bred to do like uh bethesda and, and zenimax everyone over there they're very talented studios they all have very unique uh games like like uh, Bethesda games are very different from Arcane games and Arcane games are very different from ID Tech, like Doom. So um, yeah, let these studios do what they want, but also at the same time, step in <laughs> when it's needed. Uh, that's what I think. You know something that's, and you're right. And I think what is going on at Microsoft, you know, with all of these acquisitions, you know, they, I don't think that this is, a, a, these, these were just shots in the dark at who's available to purchase. I think that they, obviously everything was strategically done and there is leadership in place outside of Xbox that allows uh, for them to uh, let, let these studios not only breathe, but let their leadership lead. I, I think that that is ultra important, and and we're seeing it. And and, and like I said, I I'm really happy to see, uh, like the director of um of Arcane come out and say, yeah, listen, we're we the, you know we make weird games. They admit it, and Microsoft is going to allow us to make weird games, and we love that. And I think that the I think you know hearing these stories is important because it gets people to understand that Microsoft is doing things for obviously they're a corporation they're gonna make money that's the whole point of this but at the end of the day we're not gonna see studios purchase and then immediately close like we have seen <clears throat> ea you know what i'm saying so it, you know th there you go but um let's get the crispy bomb crispy what what are your thoughts on arcane's uh director coming out and saying these very favorable things about microsoft and that that you know he knows that they make weird games but he's gonna he he feels com comfortable and confident they're gonna be able to still tell these weird stories even though they're owned by microsoft i mean it's a no-brainer and you know for people to act like they're you know microsoft's google is just hilarious to me like they're they're not out here purchasing these these uh developers just to just smash on them and be like oh you you suck you're done or you got to make this game no no they're purchasing them for the ips that are already there you know and and like you know i said on air what was it last week on breakfast of boom or the week before that I, I booted up Dishonored, I played it, and I shamed myself, okay? <laughs> you so, did, I saw that. <laughs> um, that's my point, is that they now have a platform, which is Game Pass, to help sustain their vision, including making you know third iterations of some of these games that basically look like they were done because you know Bethesda Zenimax, like, we can't afford to take these hits anymore. Because most of these games are pretty much AAA games, like AAA budget, and they're just not, you know, they're not selling. And now, because of Microsoft, and because they didn't dismantle everything, I mean, you know, still to this day, a lot of people ignore the fact of, you know, they acquired Double Fine. Double Fine has been around for ages, it feels like. 
And those guys make weird games. That's like their whole forte. Um, Tim Schaefer is still a part of the company. He's still working on these weird games. And Microsoft has not said, you know, you can't make these weird games. And Tim Schaefer would leave, I'm sure, if that occurred. So I just, I don't understand why people try to run with, with idiotic narratives. Like, you know, Microsoft is going to purchase and spend all this money on all these developers and just be like, Okay, well, you got to make this and and you got to do this for us and that. Sure, they're not going to be like, you know, if a game doesn't hit home, I don't think they're going to you're going to get a sequel from it. But other right. than that, you know, a game like Dishonored, you know, if they make Dishonored 3 or Prey, you know, what I do, I haven't gotten into Prey yet. I don't know if I'm going to, but there's too much going on on Gay Pass. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's my point is that, you know, these games may not get made if they don't have engagement. And I'm sure there's a way that they're they're judging what engagement is. You yeah. know what I mean? It, what, 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 you know, monthly active users, stuff like that. They're probably looking at all these things and saying, even if somebody subs and and boots up a game and doesn't necessarily beat it for a period of time is that worth it you know what i mean so that's where the worth thing is just like it's whatever microsoft feels like is worth it and right now it's just getting more subs so if a game like dishonored 3 comes out and and they get more subs i think they're happy so you know at, at this point the creativeness that is allowed under the game pass umbrella is incredible yeah, and I think you hit on a lot of really good points there, Crispy. That like, I I think we we looked over here when it comes to like Double Fine. Like, Double Fine is a weird studio. They make weird games. You know, they make the the point and click action games that like, you know, and from time to time they 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 make some some action games as well, like Psychonauts and um, uh, Brutal Legend. So like, you know, they they make weird stuff that isn't for the AAA audiences, right, or the mass market quote unquote right they, they they're their niche their niche studio and microsoft's like yeah we like this this is weird let's go for it they they didn't go oh it's a monday and we haven't bought anything tim what's up man um right like like that studio was in financial and it's been in financial straits for a minute and microsoft went and scooped them up at the same exact time it ain't a fucking charity right phil spencer isn't making these games out of the kindness of his heart he's not buying these studios so he's just like yeah literally any game it could be the dumbest thing uh go for it and it gets greenlit no like that's not how development works right i would assume three bit um you you know you 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 approach your your uh you know your your leaders and go hey this is the idea that we have this is the idea we're working on. Here are the mechanics that we want to focus on. And that's pretty much, at least in my idea, what 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 happens, right? So, yeah. like, you know, that it's about lot, Microsoft man. understanding what they bought. And they know, you know, remember why this evaluation took so long. They're evaluating each studio, individual, what they do and what they bring to the table and what they're valued at. It's why it's a $7.4 billion thing. So, you know, Microsoft knows, and it's not like they're going to be like, again, it's not like they're any, any art idea that Arcane comes up with, whatever the case may be. I don't even think, think Bethesda does their own um, for, for these type of games. But it's, it's not like every game's going to get greenlit by them. But at the same exact time, it's, it's having, knowing what you bought. That's the most important thing. Knowing what you bought and how you're communicating 
with those teams is a juggling act because you're doing it so differently when you're talking to individuals or, or individual studios constantly. So, sure. you know, yeah, it doesn't mean, listen, it doesn't mean that, you know, Xbox uh, is going to ruin whatever. It's it's really comes down to how are these teams communicating with each other? That's what's going to make these games successful or not. And that 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 creates a level of respect uh bad mm-hmm. bit. Like when when you're contacting like someone from Microsoft and you're just like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" and and they're just like kind of like go for it. It makes you want to go back and make sure <laughs> that yeah. what you're creating is is good and and, and you um, want people to fight on your creative vision as well. You want a little pullback. Right, oh, yeah. you you don't want anybody to just go. Yeah, sounds good. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, really? Like everything I just said sounds great. Yeah, just go for it. Whatever. How much? <laughs> right? it, it, yeah, you do definitely. Want, like, okay, so like, for example, here, Titanfall two grappling mechanics in that game. When they're when they're pitching this game with a grapple mechanic or pitching a game with Titans, there has to be a conversation about. Okay, so you know there has to be the pushback of like. Okay, so how are you going to make these titans work? How are you going to make this thing work for a mass audience? And 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 there has to be the the, the, the kind of tug of war of ideas because that's how you get good games. But I think the reason why people don't want that conversation is because it's much easier to say this sucks, it's awful, <laughs> than actually having like a cohesive and intelligent conversation. Those are the most disheartening. Uh, conversations you can have as a developer like you're working on something for like weeks and then ends up not working out <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh, but that's why like when you're green lighting a, a project it, it's not just the idea can be amazing but it's yeah. not always just if the idea is good it's if does is this fun to play is yeah. you know can this how, be applicable how does and, and how does that idea actually translate if it because there's sometimes yeah it sounds great on paper but like in actuality you're like Ugh. um and and that's again i think one of the, the the many things when when we talk about games is we don't understand it fully as a consumers and we want to but at the same time we don't trust uh sometimes what we hear um and that comes out of our own personal biases but like that's that's the one thing is like you know, not every TV show gets pitched and and gets made. Most of it's on the cutting room floor. Um, it, it we we have to have a, an opening of desire of of wanting to know how these things are made, whether we want or like the result uh, that we get out of it. Yeah. Right? It may not be the answer you want. Yeah. Hear. Sometimes the the consumer doesn't always know. Like for yeah. example. Uh, like in Tony Hawk, like the, the newest Tony Hawk game, Pro Skater 1 and 2, they had like different animations for you getting up and it looked really nice and smooth and they took it out because it wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yes, that's more realistic. Uh, but, you know, that's not what's fun to play all the time because people just want to get up and go. So you never really know. It's a balancing act. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the coolest thing is like how developers, how do developers balance that? You know, like, like what you just said, like, you know, the core tenets of what makes um, Vicarious Visions run is like taking, taking out what works now or what didn't work then and still making it feel like it is from that time period without it feeling like it's that time period. That's uh, just that sentence barely makes sense. Imagine trying to implement those things in those systems. Indeed. Yeah. It's awesome. Video games are fucking cool, guys. 
Well, yeah, listen, again, this is this is this was a great conversation. I, I gotta say it's probably my favorite conversation of today's podcast. We still have a few other uh topics we're gonna get to, but first of all, I gotta think a couple of super chats that came in. We had a, another one come in where actually wow, we had a couple of a few of them come in. Um D- Davikin eighty nine drops a very generous two dollar super chat, an additional super chat. Thanks so much for that dude, super appreciate. He goes, Truth is Bethesda is already adding twenty or uh, two hundred more devs. You know what, dude? Uh, hit me up in the DM. Give me that story, brother. I'd like to definitely check that out. I I I missed that, but that's pretty dope. Um, good friend of the channel, Paul Grant, drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Loving Xbox wireless headset, playing dirt while listening to Boom and Panel. Definitely worth the ninety nine dollars." Oh, dude, that's awesome. First of all, for two reasons: one, you're listening to the show, and two, you're playing Dirt, my favorite game, Dirt Five. You've seen more footage. Than even Titanfall. I love Dirt Five. I think it's a it's a a monster game. I I can't stop playing it. A good friend of the show. Wow, DJ Birdo DOS drops an outstanding, very generous twenty dollars super chance to smack the hell out of that like button, folks. Hope everyone's day is going as smooth as a baby's butt. Great show as always, guys. Well, dude, thanks so much for the generosity and thank you for me reminding me. Yeah, you know what? I don't do enough of this. I get scolded all the time. Folks, listen, here's the thing. This is a small channel. We're marching towards 10K and we're close. How close? Well, we're closing in on 8,000. Hopefully by the end of the month or the end of, well, not this month because obviously this end of the month is, is soon, but the end of April we can hit 8,000 subs. Uh, I obviously love to hit uh, t- you know, 10K. That, that's the next big mecca for this channel, um, and I'll do it under four years. That, that was the goal, and we're close. So if you are new to the program, man, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and this is the kind of kind that you're going to get weekly. I do four live shows a weekly, and this week I'm doing five like I did last week. Lots of content, and all it costs is nothing. All you got to do is hit the like button. Don't cost you a dime. And also the subscribe button. Uh, one of the things that was crazy to me, is, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm going to let you in on, on some of the stat nonsense that we have to do as content creators. I was looking at one of the bigger shows that I hit, I hit 10,000 views on. And according to the uh, uh, YouTube stats, 2,700 new people found the channel. Do you know how many people subscribed? Less than 100. It, it baffles me. I think people find it to be like you're giving away the farm if you subscribe to someone's channel. Folks, if you are new and you want honest content, if you want content from a person that actually gives a flying you-know-what about you and puts together these shows because I'm a fan at the end of the day, the same as you are, man, subscribe to the channel and help Boom out for sure. But let's, let's move on to the next topic. And this one comes to us from good industry friend of the industry. I said industry twice. Jeffrey Grubb. Now, here's a little bit of a uh, a tidbit. Jeffrey Grubb has been making the rounds on people's podcasts. So people have asked me, boom, how come Jeff Grubb hasn't been on your show? Well, guess what, folks? I've been in contact with Jeff Grubb. We've talked privately. We don't have a specific date. He does like the work I'm doing the same way as I love his work. And yes, he is going to potentially be a guest on one of the upcoming podcasts. I think it's going to be Primetime Gaming. We're trying to iron out the uh, specifics as we speak. He's been he's been booked uh, for at least the, this month. Hopefully, we can get Jeff Grubb to pop on. And maybe, just maybe, give us some, you know, secret information 
that he normally saves for like Greg Miller. You know what I'm saying? Good old Greg Miller. And those guys that kind of funny where, you know, obviously I love them. I know that Joe, you're a fan and obviously you're getting Greg on the show, hopefully sooner than later. And I, I love that, that. That's like, he's part of the bucket list. Definitely it's going to be May. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Greg Miller on the trophy room in May. Love it. And I love what they do. It kind of funny, but oh, wow, I just got, I just got smoked. Anyway, let, let's get into the uh, next topic of the show. Uh, you know, when you talk about the king of racers, most Xbox fans will start to smile because they know that it is the Forza Motorsport and Horizon series. Now, it has been a while. Some people would even dare say that they've been on hiatus for the last several years. In fact, both Xbox uh, first party racers have been uh, you know have been away from the spotlight for quite some time as a matter of fact Motorsport its last release was October 3rd of 2017 and Horizon last saw its um, release of September 28 of 2018. Now, with the launch of the Series X and S on November 10th of 2020, many, including myself, thought that Forza at launch was a lock, was a guarantee, and of course, we were all wrong. Now, fast forward to the 2021 campaign, and as because there's no been there's not there has not been an official announcement from anyone at Redmond. Uh, home to Xbox, uh, though we do have some exciting news that comes to us the way of, again, Jeff Grubb. And I'm going to bring something up on the screen so you folks can see of what Je uh, what Jeff had to say regarding this. Now, here is a quote from Jeffrey Grubb, and uh, this is what he says. I don't think gamers are going to go crazy with this announcement. The new Forza Motorsport was announced a few months ago, but I think... We might have the next Forza Horizon first, and it might come out next year. Now, that comes to us, obviously, from Jeff Grubb, who was talking on a podcast regarding it. And what's interesting is he continued this conversation um, well past the Torn's Pixel interview that he did with someone on Twitter. And there was an interaction that went like this. Sorry for the off topic. You still think Forza Horizon 5 will come out this year? And he simply replied with a gift that says, I think so. Now, I have two questions for the panel here. And I'll start with, of course, Zemi Games. How likely is or are Xbox gamers going to be playing Forza Horizon 5 this fall? And here's the real in, uh, conundrum. Will it be in Japan? Finally, getting to Japan. What are your thoughts on the Zemi games? Japan would be lit. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Um, I would actually probably play the game more than than I played Horizon 4. And, and I'm not saying I didn't play Horizon 4. Um, I, I did. Uh, I enjoyed the game, but I think I would actually really enjoy like driving around in Japan. Um, all that neon lights, Man, the, like, the street races. Yeah, yeah. I'm, especially I'm, if they had the seasonal thing. That way you could see the cherry blossoms. Like, oh my God. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I like that idea. However, I, I you know, I, I, you know, Jeff Grubb, he's a smart guy and he definitely has sources. And so it's like, you know, who am I to disagree with him and or say that he's wrong, right? But it's just like, I look at it, 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 I'm really scratching my head, right? Because, you know, it's it's 2017, the last Forza Motorsports, right? And then obviously right. the year after that, Forza Horizon 4 came out. 
Um, and, and so what he's basically saying is that Playground Games will have put out two Forza Horizon games before, um, you know, before Motor before Turn Ten comes out with their next one, and and it's also confusing to me because we saw, you know, the, the teaser trailer for Forza uh, Motorsport, um, I think what like last year, and but we haven't seen any like promotional like stuff or anything from Horizon Five, so it really, really kind of has me scratch my head of, of why that would be. Um, you know, I, I, no, I, only thing, I, I can't answer your question from what we understand and what we have heard from the Forza um, Motorsport team is that this Forza Motorsport is going to be drastically mm -hmm. different than the other motorsports. Uh, it's not going to be Horizon different, but there's going to be an actual campaign in the game where you make your avatar and you're actually playing a, a story-based game. It's going to have, of course, it's you know, it's it's you know, open world. Uh, you know, is you know, uh, if you will, of what we expect the sure. semi-open world anyway. But I, I think that they are looking to refine and make this game very different. Maybe that's what's taking so long. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. Um, I, you know, either way, I mean, for me personally, I prefer the motorsport series. Um, so it's kind of disappointing. Uh, and then I also like my beard that I, you know, and if horizon comes out um bye bye beard you guys remember that bet? see you later beard i do remember yeah yep. um but you know i mean ultimately i i think that you know it, it, it's really closing into the time where we really should be getting a forza horizon i think this holiday season you know um with with them you know doing you know hopefully some massive restocks for these new consoles is is you know is a great time to come out with a new forza especially you know have one month comes out you know halo uh, maybe another month Starfield and then another month we, we we finally get you know another Forza game. I think it's the right time for a Forza game. Um, and and yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still baffled by by like you know Horizon Five coming out before the motorsport thing. But either way, Forza game, hopefully we will get it this year. I agree. Uh, I I, I would like a Forza Motorsport or Horizon, but I I, I think you get the beard's gone. I, I think get ready, get get a nice shaver because it's yep. Forza Horizon Five is coming. Uh, I hope that it is in Japan. I think that that is where it needs to go next. This is this is the same conversation we've had with Assassin's Creed. Love the last three games. Don't love Valhalla as much as Odyssey. I'll be the first one to tell you. I like Valhalla. I'm gonna be honest. I found it hard to go back, but my thing keeping the you know the Japan uh, situation, the conversation. Why haven't Assassin's Creed gotten to Japan? I, I just don't yeah. get it. And you I will say, and I will say this. I will say this. Semi games, um, as 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 amazing as uh, Japan is as a country. As amazing as it a great location for Horizon Five. It literally fits that that genre and 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 that series so well joe what are the chances that we get forza horizon japan but more importantly do you believe jeff do you believe that we are getting horizon 5 this fall i don't see oh oh, oh what what is that i, I cannot see on the Tsushima's main theme oh well, there you go <laughs> you know i thought immediately of like assassin's creed um, like, you know, taking so long to get there where now there's a better game. 
and uh, it's based in Japan, so like, who cares? So when it comes to uh, Forza Horizon coming to Japan, that excites me because as a dumb Westerner, I think of immediately Tokyo Drift and yep. seeing those neon lights and yep. drifting through all of that stuff. So right there, that that gives me the vibe, and I'm 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 all in for it. Also, just a totally different locale. I am sick of London. I am sick of New York. I'm sick of, you know, the standard fare of, yep. of what we see in, like, cities and shit. So, like, give me something that we haven't seen. Give me Tokyo. And, yeah, like, give me, like, not just the neon lights, but give me also the countryside that yes. often gets overlooked, right? Because if you're a Westerner, you don't see it anywhere of, um, unless it's some type of bullshit samurai movie, right? Which goes to Tsushima's bullshit samurai movie I'm all in for. So, like, yeah, give give me something where I'm racing through. Like, you know, not a, not a lot of people know what, you know, ge- or geologically, like, what that country really looks like on the ground. So, like, let's go. Let's see something that's not, you know, just Britain again. Let's get something that is different. And so, yeah, I... I I really want to race through some cherry blossom fields. I want to race through the Tokyo, uh, you know, skyline. I want to race through, you know, the the open fields like that. That's actually, honest to goodness, you guys know I don't care about racing games. They don't pique my interest. Forza better than Gran Turismo. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> like I won't argue. I don't know, but like for me, this actually would get me to download that game on day one and. To try it out because the one thing that video games could do so well is give us that tourist attraction vibe like yeah i wasn't much into i know a little bit about japanese history but i'm not like rich with knowledge of it and i know a little bit about you know the the geological makeup of 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 the islands but you know, I wasn't all too interested. And after playing a game like Ghost of Tsushima, I was like, I'm fucking all in. I wanna I wanna go to Japan. This 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 place seems just like absolutely beautiful. So if Forza could do that as well for more gamers, not just myself, let's go, let's do it. Let's get different. Cause I'm tired of racing in Europe. Let's do something. Let's let's do something now. I agree. I agree. I, I'd love to, I'd love something new, and I think that you could get, you couldn't get any better than Japan personally. That's just my that's my opinion on it for sure. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see where, if it in fact happens. The the fans have been calling for it, Joe. This isn't you know this isn't a, a, an accident. People want it to be in Japan for a lot of the reasons that Zemi and you just discussed. Uh, three bit. Let's get your opinion on this. Uh, do you want to see Forza? actually go to japan do you think that there is potential to take the series into the next level so to speak and more importantly do you think we get it this fall uh man i don't know (laughs) i i well i i think um right now um and sorry my little doggy is barking um but I, i think based on what uh these cont- these people are saying like Jeff Grubb and and I just talked to Jez <laughs> and it, it seems like it is going to launch this year. Um, I, I think um, this game will probably be one of the games that's that was unannounced coming in 2021, according to Jason Ronald. I also think Starfield, of course, is the other title <laughs> that kind of depending on how much 
COVID has impacted production. But so far, Grub and Jez have been pretty on point with these things for almost the entirety of the Series X's launch. So I, I see no reason not to believe in that. Uh, but it, I mean, if so, Microsoft's going to have a pretty strong year in 2021 with all these different games coming out. Halo Infinite, Forza, Crossfire, Ascent, Scorn, Warhammer, 12 minutes even. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, not, not even to mention some of the games launching on Game Pass. Uh, so Forza, um, I'm pretty sure Forza Horizon will be first and then Motorsport. It, it makes sense, uh, especially if they tend to, they, they, they really tend to build on each other's games like Motorsport in the past was the game they built on for Horizon, but it seems like it could be the opposite this time. And uh, maybe they, since Horizon has pretty open environments, they could use the new tech because they are building new tech for this game. Uh, maybe the new tech uh, for Horizon will help Motorsport um, in a vice versa sort of production um, because of how open the environments are and they could sort of scale uh, that down for Motorsport, which we know is going to be more of a service game. And it's really interesting because Microsoft is seeming to go with the uh, route of making one game and then building upon it with Halo Infinite and also uh, Motorsport. So I'm, I'm interested in where that's going to go. Um, but yeah, I think Forza Horizon is definitely going to come out this year. Um, it, I, I really think it does um bring the up the question how much COVID is impacting production over there because uh different studios we are working on right now uh it's it's all digital uh some studios adapt to it better than others yeah. smaller studios for sure uh it is actually better <laughs> because they, they you know they're smaller they probably are already are working on the digital space but a bigger studio when you deal with QA you deal with uh like testers and the board members and all this all these different positions right um with with bigger companies so I, i'm wondering if covid is going to affect it i i i besides that i think it will come this year um i guess we'll, we'll have to see yeah, uh, you know what? KK Days in the chat asks Joe, Mr. Bedbit, a question. Should yeah. Forza adapt a Fast and the Furious element? Fuck yes. They should make a Fast and the Furious game. <laughs> you know, like make it like, like but, Forza. But, 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 not, but not by, by Vin Diesel. Make, actually make the game by, yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. team. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't make him like a producer. But like for me is what like to go to piggyback off what 3-Bit said, I actually like... Yeah, like uh, we just saw Back for Bloods getting a delay from yeah. literally like mm -hmm. June or July to October. Yeah, that was same sad. with another game. <laughs> I, I forget what it was. It's just gotten a delay, but like games are getting delayed, guys. Like this Starfield's is a real deal. This is a real yeah. thing. Yeah. Don't expect Starfield. <laughs> Don't like. Be, you know what's funny, Joe? What tomorrow uh, we have. You know, obviously tomorrow is going to be a prediction show. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the we're doing a ninety-minute breakfast of boom, but the first opening topic. It's going to be a very heavy Microsoft show. Mm -hmm. uh, we we actually got some uh, news from Clobriel. Uh, yeah. regarding um, uh, Starfield that I'm saving for tomorrow yeah. uh, that uh, may shock a lot of people. Uh, but, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the delays, unfortunately, are happening, and yeah. we're seeing it now. Granted, a lot of what we're going to see tomorrow from Microsoft 
is going to be coming out this year because they were supposed to come out last year. Uh, So the delay, you know, kind of really set Microsoft up to have some big games, even though they're double and triple A. I mean, single and double um, A titles. I think they're all going to do fare very well. But Joe, I think you're onto something. I think we're going to see more delays. It's yeah. not only we're going to see more delays. I think this is going to push people to go out there and actually play some fucking indie games, man. Like yes, that that like discover like that's the thing that remember like helped you know um, you know Jamie Moran, the man that stole my last name, said uh, last week's show <laughs> is just like you know Xbox used to own indies with the summer of indies, right? Like some of arcade, my favorite part of Microsoft. Yep. Yeah. So honest, uh, and like honest to goodness. So I, I really like uh, that's why I'm excited, and hopefully they did lie to us and, and like <laughs> fake us out. And Hades is coming to Game Pass, yeah. but you know it, it's. I think I think that's what we we should expect out of this year when when we're thinking of it. As much as like an awesome pie in the sky is for them, probably is clear to land on on whatever date it is this year but like still keep those expectations as level as you can because yeah this is this is the year where we are seeing marketing teams pr teams and uh, game teams really get hit with working at home yeah. yeah and i think it's good that these games are getting delayed in a sense because of uh, the availability of these consoles, right? Like, not a lot of people can get these consoles yet. That's so, a great point, 3-Bit. Yeah, so I think Infinite being in November, um, you know, that's great. Uh, I think that gives them people a little bit more time to get these consoles and, and also uh, people more chances to try out these games. Yeah, no, absolutely. Real quick, before we get to Crispy Bomb and we get everyone out of here because we're closing in on the two-hour mark, Donovan drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, with Gran Turismo making a very strong comeback, the motorsport team can't get too comfortable. They're probably skipping because of that. Now, I don't think that's the case, dude. I, I mean, listen, they, uh, Gran Turismo just got delayed. That's not coming out until who knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think what you I think what what you're seeing with motorsport isn't that they're concerned about losing the crown. I think they're they're making some big changes to the franchise that was getting a little stale. I mean, uh, we've seen seven yeah. iterations and they really weren't changing it that much. So I think Polyphony well, likes to take their sweet time. And they do out of COVID again. This is not like oh geez, the oh, force is here. Uh, it's <laughs> like the, I I don't think any team may I maybe I'm wrong three but you can correct me I don't think any team's like oh shoot I'm real scared about unless like you're like a a first person shooter and you're launching next to a Call of Duty I don't think you know I I'm particularly that concerned about what a team that I have no control over is is doing I I'm thinking I'm focusing on what I'm doing and how. I can improve yeah. the franchise and what our fans expect from my franchise, because I don't know again, maybe I'm completely full of shit. Cause I don't know racing games, but like I expect people would maybe want some things from Forza in Gran Turismo, but I think Gran Turismo fans want a Gran Turismo game. Yeah. I agree. So it's, it's how do you live up and improve on that franchise rather than like, how do we match what, you know what Forza's I want doing? from Sony? I want a new motor storm. That's what I want. That's one of my favorite PlayStation games of all time. 
My God, MotorStorm 1. I played the shit out of that demo Mm -hmm. to the point of delirium. I loved (laughs) MotorStorm. It just, so what a, what a graphically gorgeous game. And just, Mm -hmm. I I mean, the the next ones weren't so good, but they definitely need to bring MotorStorm back for sure. But Crispy Bomb, before I get to your brother, Bay Area, just a very generous $5 super chat and says, good show, everyone. A Japan setting would be dope. That being said, there's a rumor about Forza Horizon 5 taking place in Puerto Rico. Oh, now that's interesting, Joe. Yeah, my wife would definitely appreciate that. My wife is Puerto Rican if you did not know that. Uh, but yeah, Puerto Rico would be kind of dope too. But listen, I, I still can't front Japan, man. That's where I, re- that's where I really want to go next. And then obviously, you know, make six in Puerto Rico. Do I do a duel? You know, do I make it that that region of the world would be kind of cool. A lot of lot of open space in Puerto Rico for sure. But uh, crispy bomb. In regards to this, you know, Forza is a racing game that just screams quality. Uh, now we know that we have two coming. We have Motorsport Eight, which we don't even know if it's going to be called. I think it's simply called Motorsport. Uh, so there, and we have Horizon Five. Do you think that Jeff Grubb is onto something? Do we get Horizon Five this fall? And more importantly, do you want to see it go to Japan? Well, I mean, since Jeff said it, I guess it's going to happen because you know he's he's pretty on point at this point, so he knows his stuff. Uh, he's got probably a couple people in his ear, I think, because a lot of things he's predicted have happened. Now that being said, you know it would be unexpected to get a new Horizon, um, but I feel like they were already in development with that and Fable, and they probably need to move those teams to Fable soon. So I guess it makes more sense now. And I mean, you know, Japan, why not? And we haven't seen really many games, you know, except for a couple need for speeds really go to Japan. Um, Mm. So I think I think Horizon would really be an awesome one to do there because, you know, can really showcase like, I mean, just just the bright lights and and the the interesting settings and everything that could be uh, brought to that would be really awesome. And, you know, now that I think about it more and more, you know, they're really set up to, you know, pump out games every two years. Um, the the engine they use, everything that they use is really already there. And they, they only add like little tidbits, like they did the climate thing and the, the seasons changing and this next one. So now that's already part of it. So, I mean, you know, they just, I hope they flush it out a little bit, do some different things in what they've been doing. Cause me personally, I played it for a little while. I got a little bored. Um, you know, I kind of want a more, at least somewhat of a, a more story driven type thing. Sure, you could have your open world, but I do like, you know, a storied racer that's got, you know, a little action in there that, you know, is a little different than what I experienced in four. So I hope they do something like that. You know, we have a super we have a super chat come in from Bernard Miller. He actually has something really important, uh, Crispy. He says, I read that Motorsport uh, team wanted to overhaul their engine. Motorsport may be one of the first games to incorporate the RDNA 2 tools. Late 20, 2022, early 2023 release. Indeed. Uh, there's a lot of people saying that they want to see... Uh, and John B says, Jeff, no shampoos. Yeah. With that lock of hair that he has got going on over there. <laughs> I mean, he absolutely does for sure. Um, but yeah, listen, folks, this has been a great show. We had almost 500 people here. Um, tomorrow you're going to get a double dose 
of live content. You get a 90-minute breakfast with Boom, and then I believe it's going to be another 90-minute show for the event for Microsoft, the ID at Xbox. That is going live um, at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be live on the air and uh, I, I would say maybe about a quarter to, and we're just going to kind of be giving our opinions on what we expect to see. Part of that podcast, uh, we have Mav from Fun Speculation. We have Pong Soul. We have Boxer Bear joining us tomorrow as well. A packed panel. Um, I got to see if we may get one more guest, but I kind of wanted to keep the um, the guests small because obviously I want everyone's opinion. Uh, so we'll see if we add anyone else to that. That's going to be going live tomorrow. I would say that uh, we're going to go live at about a quarter to 12 Microsoft show, which we're going to be watching as it happens on this channel, live with sound, with everything that you would find any uh, on uh, you know, a program that anyone else does, and uh, hopefully you'll tune in for both shows. Uh, let's get to the outros. Uh, oh, wait a second. We have uh, another um, Super Chat come in from Warlord, who drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, kind of random, but I would actually buy a PlayStation if they made a new Twisted Metal. Damn, do we need a new Twisted Metal. Hell yeah. yeah, dude. Like, I would love a new Twisted Metal. You know what? I would even take Twisted Metal Black just remade in PlayStation 5 graphics because Black is probably one of my favorites. Best soundtrack in the freaking history of the of the title. But yeah, I'd love to see a new Twisted Metal. But again, I'm cheap. I'm a cheap date. Give me a remaster of Black, Twisted Metal Black, and I am okay with that. Uh, we'll start with Zemi Games. Zemi, this is your last show here, but you're going to be returning and reprising your role as co-host on Tuesday's double bonus edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Tell everyone about where they can reach out to you, potentially boo you on social media, but more importantly, check out the incredible work you're doing at theconstantgamer.com. Yeah, so uh, constantgamer.com, it is basically a website like IGN, GameSpot, Kotaku. Uh, the but it's real. Yeah, the biggest difference is that it is uh, actual objective reporting on gaming news and and, and other things, right? Where we we try to be uh, a lot less bias, um, and 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 so and, and you know into that you know we separate what actually happens in the news from how we feel about what happens in the news, which uh, a lot of sites, you know, quite honestly, just don't really do very often. Um, and in addition to gaming news, we also do featured articles. We also do uh, game reviews. Uh, we have a community section where we're posting uh, fun gaming related quizzes uh, and more is to come, you know, to that section as, you know, as time goes on. And um, I say this, you know, in every closing, but if you are someone that likes the idea of this site uh, and would like to write for this site, we are still looking for people that are interested in writing gaming news, reviews, featured articles, all sorts of different stuff. Uh, and to do that, you just have to go to constantgamer.com, click on the contact us button, then click on join the team and fill out a short little application and submit it and I will be in touch. Uh, but yeah, boom, fantastic, uh, fantastic show. Uh, my last, uh, my last Thursday for a very, very long time. Um, I, you know, I'll, I, you know, I might be back on it, you know, as like a guest sometime if I, Oh, I'm time. sure. Well, the, you the know, door is sure. always open, brother. You got uh, the golden but, ticket. Yeah. But, but, but my new primary home is now, uh, Tuesdays. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. This 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 is very rem- reminiscent. If you remember, uh, Zemi Games used to be a part of Breakfast with Boom, he and then he hit me up and said, "Hey, Boom, I love Xbox, love the Xbox Factor podcast. Can I quit one podcast and join the other?" And of course, I could not say no. And uh, here we are, all these years later, and he's going to be still joining us on Tuesdays, giving us his opinion and you know, still being terrified. Yeah, you know, if you don't care, here in like a year, if you don't care, can you just like start up another show and like here. <laughs> In like another year i'll just transition <laughs> over to that one you know i'm gonna be honest with you i am really th- I, i'm on thin ice with four shows i think a fifth one might put me over the edge of madness uh so <laughs> we're gonna keep wednesdays the boom boom takes the day off i actually do a lot of cleaning on wednesdays because you know i can get a lot of work done mrs boom doesn't clean i take care of business because she's still working and i'm retired so i mean that's literally the least i can do but joe mr bad bitch you got some breaking news on an Xbox mm. program that mm. was PlayStation-related. How you like them, Apples? Tell everyone about the incredible work that you're doing at the Trophy Room. Tell them about what you got going on with Ainsley, one of the best in the business. And more importantly, where could people reach out and potentially join PlayStation Nation? You know, me and Jim Ryan are going to have a talk. You know, he can't keep doing this to me. I swear he does it on purpose, dude. It does it on purpose, Jimbo. What did I do to you, buddy? I come here, I give you some good content each and every week, and you're like, ah, you know what? We got some news. I'm like, are you kidding me, PlayStation? Throw me a bone. But this, that said, uh, this week's show is actually one of my favorites that we've done. Um, This week on the Trophy Room, we talk about, you know, the possibility of PlayStation getting rid of the PS3, PSP, and Vita digital storefronts, what that means for uh, uh, PlayStation gamers. And we talk about the PlayStation VR controller reveal, uh, what our hopes is for that. And we have a really awesome conversation about why the hell did PlayStation buy Evo? Of course, we're joined by Ainsley from Season Gaming, um, Honest to goodness, it was one of the my favorite episodes. So please check that out. Video version on YouTube, on Trophy Room's YouTube channel. You can find the Trophy Room wherever you find your podcast service of choice, whether that's Apple Play, or sorry, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find the show there. And um, yeah, I'm doing a bi-weekly show with... Uh, Ainsley of Season Gaming and um, some unknown named Luke Lore called Cast Co-op. It's all about bringing some lighthearted conversations with maybe some informative conversations as well. It's pretty good on in there. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're recording the first episode tonight. It should be live on Friday and you can follow Cast Co-op over at Cast uh, Co and then underscore op on Twitter. And nice. yeah, uh, fantastic show as always, Boom. This has been this has been a real fun one. I like this one. I like the feel. Yeah, I love this... the new overlay too. Oh, overlay. thank you. Yeah. That, well, of course, that's Diego Dinero Panero, who is I'm working with exclusively on all of the content mm-hmm. for this channel because, quite frankly, he is just a beast. And yeah, uh, yeah he he puts a new overlay together. He's working on a new opening, folks, for uh, the primetime gaming. For I don't want to spoil it, but all I can tell you is that it's. It, based on the, the script I gave him, it's going to be dope. He's also in the process of redesigning all of the um, podcasts 
for sell for, for us to sell them as t-shirts uh, he's redesigning all of them Ooh. that's going to be announced uh shortly as soon as he's done you know you can't not rush genius but real quick before i get to the rest of the outros breaking news folks games radar is reporting that it has been confirmed by microsoft there's going to be um uh, a series x and x restock at 3 p.m eastern today this is confirmed by microsoft at walmart.com so yeah they're gonna have the first wave apparently there's gonna be several waves today at at walmart.com and this again comes directly from redmond they have confirmed that they're restocking series x and series s so if you did not get yours make sure you head over there and check that out for sure but uh three bit let's get your outro over here brother thank you so much for being here as always love the knowledge of the industry that you bring with us tell everyone about your incredible youtube channel what other podcasts you're on and where could people reach out and strike up a conversation on social media yeah thanks so much uh boom for always putting on an amazing show weekly i was in here when i had like three followers on twitter and boom let me on the <laughs> show as a permanent member so I've, I've always been really extremely appreciative of that and thank you boom of course the amazing panel that i get to chat with every thursday bad bit and and uh and archimedes when he's here and vj who i always bounce off amazing stuff <laughs> uh with and of course you zemi uh sad to see you go but uh you, you will be missed uh, you, you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's at the VGHD. My YouTube channel is the Video Games HD. I am on several shows uh, right now. Xbox Ultimate every Fridays with Mav, Caitlin, Pong, Souls, Psychonauts, and announcing that Lady AF has uh, joined as a member of the show. So, Oh, nice, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's growing even more, and Lupa will be there tomorrow. It's so it's gonna be a, a great show. Yeah, Lady um, SF, she's a, a, a fantastic community member. She was actually in here. Sorry, I didn't actually greet everyone today. It's just been a crazy day. Of course, yeah, I know. What, what what a fraud! What a fraud host I am. <laughs> oh, um, can I can I can I say one thing before we go? Because yeah, yeah. we yeah. we had this debate: is it is the controller yellow or is the controller green? I said, and Stein tweeted it out. He's like, it's Electric Volt. What a troll name. And I said, Stein, is it green or yellow? We're going crazy over here. And he replies simply, yes. <laughs> that's how you that's do a, it. That's such a Stein thing to do. It really is. A few things I got to say. Um, there was a, a lot of stuff that happened last week. Like I have we had the pleasure on four guys was interviewing Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief. Oh, yeah, dude, that's pretty cool, man. And that was an awesome episode. That was great. Um, on that show, he he leaked the date of the interview, and it's been making the rounds uh, all around, so that's nice. been really cool. And uh, So you guys should definitely check that out. We also did uh, Emily Zeller, the voice of Pan Am from Cyberpunk. That was incredible, and we just did something with Jazz yesterday, so uh, it's been a busy week. Busy really busy week but uh it's always a pleasure being on this show as well every thursday well thanks so much for being here and last and no way least uh making his debut uh i think i don't know if we've ever had you on an xbox uh, been one other one I, I don't remember though it's been so long I tell yeah you it has been you know you're not going to be with us tomorrow because obviously you got some personal stuff doing and obviously we're going to miss you on breakfast with boom uh, but tell everyone about where they can reach out to you on social media, Crispy, and more importantly, what other shows do you want? Well, before I before I get the outro stuff, I have a world premiere. 
Yes, Crispy has gotten a Series X. Yes! Uh, uh, Nice, dude. That's what I said. Be right back. Yeah, my buddy called me. He's like, dude, I can get you one right now. I'm like, do it! (laughs) So, yes, I have finally gotten... Yes! I have captured the unicorn, people. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live, where you will find me playing on Series X, finally. Hopefully tonight, I should be able to get over there. And, uh, we got next podcast tonight, 8 p.m. Unfortunately, next couple weeks, I will not be on Breakfast of Boom, but hope to be back soon. And, uh, yes, Tuesday, 7 p.m., Retro Renegades. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. No, I definitely had, we, had, we have one more Super Chat come in here. Let me thank you, Zemi. He says, uh, Paul Grant. Hey, Paul. Thanks again, dude. Paul has dropped a couple today. Appreciate the support. He drops an outstanding final super chat and says, off to work. Have a good day, game. Uh, have a good day, uh, game fam. Great podcast today, guys. Well, thanks, Paul, for being here. And, of course, thank you for your generosity. But listen, folks, this has been great. Tomorrow, if you're a fan of Double Barrel Gaming, again, you're going to get a double dose of podcasts. We're doing a Breakfast with Boom 90-minute edition. It is going to be an entire show based around Xbox. We're going to do a prediction show, uh, the second half of it. It got some big, big topics uh, that we're going to be covering for the first 45 minutes. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break. And then at 1145, we're going to be going live, talking amongst you guys and gals. And then Also, you may have missed a stupid chat. Did I? Yeah, Zemi Zemi put it in the the chat chat yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, you just said it yeah oh you said it okay i'm yeah, yeah. i'm a big dumb idiot folks I no, don't no, know no 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 not at all listen i definitely appreciate it because i i feel guilty when i miss them because you know people don't owe me anything and if i miss it i feel like a real turd so thank you for the definite support and of course the re- reaffirmation that i did in fact get it joe but folks again tomorrow three hours of podcast at least it could be more i believe the microsoft show is going to be about an hour maybe an hour and 15 and then what we're going to do is we're going to break down what happened i'm going to be taking show notes live on the air and we're going to be reacting to uh, everything that microsoft is showing expecting some big big games um i don't think you're going to get any like first party announcements but you're definitely going to get some stalker stuff some ascent stuff i I cannot wait i'm honestly very excited for second extinction 12 minutes minutes uh tunic we might get a release date finally uh but there's, there's a lot to get excited about tomorrow's going to be a great day for gaming for gamers for double barrel gaming and if you are a fan and you are subscribed you're getting two podcasts two live shows tomorrow and of course i'm going to close out this show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and it's something that my dad taught us when we were kids and it's super important now more than ever and he said son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the xbox factor podcast (laughs) 